93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a shooting at a Colorado supermarket killed 10 people Monday, including a police officer who was the first to respond to the scene, authorities said. Police arrested a suspect but didn't reveal his name or any details about the shooting at an evening news conference where Boulder Police Chief Maris Harold fought back tears. Investigators had just begun sorting through evidence and witness interviews and didn't have details on a motive for the shooting at the King's uh, Superstore in Boulder, about 25 miles northwest of Denver. The attack was the seventh mass, sh- mass shooting this year in the United States following the March 16th shooting that left eight people dead at three Atlanta-area massage businesses. It follows a lull in mass killings during the pandemic in 2020, which had the smallest number of such attacks in more than a decade. The slain officer was identified as 51-year-old Eric Talley, who had been a, uh, with Boulder Police since 2010. He leaves behind seven children. The youngest was seven years old. Yeah. Identities of the other nine victims were not disclosed Monday night as police were still trying to notify their family members. Officers escorted a shirtless man with blood running down his leg out of the store in handcuffs, but authorities would not say if he was the suspect. Uh, They did say the suspect was receiving medical care. Law enforcement vehicles and officers massed outside the store, including SWAT teams and at least three helicopters landed on the roof. Some windows at the front of the store were broken. At one point, authorities said over the loudspeaker that the building was surrounded and that you need to surrender. President Biden has been briefed on the shooting. Thieves ripped two expensive doors off of hinges outside an apartment complex in the 2000 block of Green Street in Philadelphia's Fairmount neighborhood. Philadelphia police are looking for the thief who stole the front doors on Saturday. Residents are baffled that no one heard anything. You would imagine that taking the front door off of an apartment building would make some noise. Homeowners and tenants have reported stolen doors in West Philadelphia and in the Spring Garden section. Uh, Some of the doors are being illegally sold for as much as $10,000 in cities like New York. Yeah, they're antique doors. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like, didn't they uh, clip part of the railing? Where, where did they steal the railing? Oh, that was the union league. Yeah, 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 because yeah. it was That's brass right, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but this sounds like it's for antique purposes. Yeah, and they're saying they're not going into showrooms. Like, it was likely taken for someone and then sold to that specific person. So somebody, somebody shopping around for these people. Yeah. And maybe sending them pictures. Yeah. And, oh my how, how do you God, like this? How do you like it? this one off of the yeah. Philly apartment nuts. complex? I found out that Philadelphia has very unique sizes of their doors. My oh. friend had like a critter that was uh, that burrowed a hole in it, and they had to make a unique door for South Philly home I because you that. can't just go to. Home Depot and pick one up. Right. Because maybe the age or... Yeah, the age uh, and the size. It was like a very... Well, I mean, like, that's why they, they they probably made them uh, a little bit different than what your standard sizes are now. Their eyes were smaller back then. They didn't need as big. <laughs> wow. But, uh, okay. Yeah, we have a couple of those. In fact, you know, in, in our house, which is older, there's there are sizes that they don't make anymore. So, yeah. but the, the notion that people see they're going to go out and steal for people and put it up on the market. I know. That's pretty wild. So online communities that are dedicated to tracking these transactions have a shared post about these recent thefts, basically saying if you see these doors, you know, let us know. Philadelphia police confirmed that they are investigating the theft. Experts said that this isn't uh, a new trend, but information about the value of antique doors has spread, possibly explaining the increase in the thefts. You know what they're doing, too? They're turning them into tables. You've seen that as well, right? Oh, like when they take the doors? Right, right, yeah. I mean, some of that stuff is cool. Not stolen doors, but... Yeah, uh, don't steal doors for your tables. A neighbor said someone broke into her uh, her complex a few days earlier and stole packages. 
packages, which is a bit more common mm. than the antique front doors of an apartment building. We're putting some new doors in uh, this summer, so I'm thankful to know that we're not going with the classic doors, which no. might be a hotbed, you know, a Target. Cheap yeah. doors go cheap, brand yeah. new. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was curious to, um, because the house that I grew up in was built in the 1800s, and our front doors weren't like the most secure of doors, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm they curious. Were beaded curtains. Well, they weren't yeah. beaded curtains, but they were old, man. Yeah. And um, I mean, as they were flimsy. As, well, no, no, they they weren't built. But listen, I mean, the, the glass—you just smash the glass, and, and you're sure. good to go. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to see how old they actually are. Yeah, I mean, because at this point, they're definitely older than 45 years old. We okay. just saw a picture of it in here. It looks like they just pried off the hinges, and they were gone. And yeah. like one. Well, fell that through. doesn't seem secure. No. Yeah. Door's uh, supposed to stop you, isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, the fact that nobody like. Heard or saw anything? Right. Yeah, hey, right. Kathy, they even took the doorman. You know, so I mean, they everything. Well, they said so. The, these uh, specific doors, they said, like the the hinges, the the screws, like everything, it was gone. So there off. there was like Yank nothing. Yeah, you've right had stories the where they've stolen entire houses, Preston. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. they yep. can they can do anything. Yeah, I remember when somebody stole a front porch. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, like two weeks ago, took yeah. the tolls, stole the stoop. The entire front porch. The entire front porch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said the state will not be doing any more reopenings for some time because of the emerging variants. My guess is we won't be opening capacity for some time now because of the caseload, Murphy said on CNN Monday morning. Murphy was asked last week about whether vaccinated people would have to carry around proof of vaccination, an idea that came under attack by the Republican Governors Association. Murphy said that's all politics and he would defer to CDC. Recommendations? Do I think it's a crazy idea? No, he said. Just days ago, capacity at New Jersey restaurants, gyms, and health clubs, recreational facilities, and arcades, and personal care businesses increased to 50% Friday. Indoor gatherings increased from a limit of 10 people to 25, while outdoor gatherings went from 25 to 50 people. The new limits don't apply to religious services or ceremonies, political events, weddings, funerals, or memorial services, which have higher or no limits. Seating at bars is still prohibited. Outdoor interstate youth competition also resumed, but the ban on indoor interstate competitions remains in place. Still, Murphy cited numbers on Friday that were still uncomfortably too high, including a daily positive rate that averages 7% and 2,000 coronavirus patients in hospitals when explaining why the state has been cautious in its reopening plans. Last week, Murphy said he expected to have all schools open uh, for full in, uh, full-time in-person learning by the start of the next academic year. The state has now distributed more than 3 million COVID-19 vaccines with 1.1 million people fully vaccinated in sports this morning The Flyers managed only one goal last night and lost to the Islanders 2-1 in overtime. What the f- is it? Islanders goalie Anthony Beauvillier stopped all of the Flyers' 37 shots. The Flyers will look to right their sinking ship when they host the Devils tonight at 7 o'clock. The first place Sixers were off last night and will start a five-game road trip tonight. Tip-off for tonight's game against the Golden State Warriors is set for 10 o'clock. And in college hoops, the Sweet 16 is set and will get underway on Saturday afternoon. Villanova will take on number one Baylor at 5.15 on Saturday evening. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. So we have Tuesday before.
Force, uh, Nick is out today. Got a hold of some uh, nasty food last night, and he's, uh, yep, that's him yeah. right there. You can hear him all the way from wherever he lives, Villanova or where. Yeah, yeah, he's in Villanova. Yeah, Villanova. Yeah. Food poisoning. And if yeah. it's, I've had it twice in my says, life. Um, yeah. Those were the two times in my life where I savored the notion of death. You know, I, I, please take me because right. it was un, unbelievably horrible. Yep. So he's been, uh, I think he needs the Velocicraft. He sure does. Both he, ends. So uh, uh, we'll see how I fare. I got a nice cup of tar for uh, yeah. my, my morning coffee this morning. Which carafe? I don't know. I asked Casey. He, he always want... fetches it for me. So. <laughs> So left carafe is always um, I know but the, the left carafe. Oh, the uh, so if I you're went, facing the uh, the coffee machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave him right carafe because uh, right carafe had more coffee in it. So I was like, oh, this coffee's fresher. Never go right. I'll soldier through it, but it's strong. Yeah, yeah somebody yeah. likes it firm <laughs> down there. All right, well, anyhow, we do have some stuff going on this morning. It's a Tuesday. We have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, and this time around from our friend Bob Dodge's all-new Runic Tattoo. And they are located in Newtown Square in Delco. So here's what you do. You text word tattoo to 39333, and that's it. You sit back and wait, and we'll see if you win. We'll get to that uh, near the end of the program. We'll grab a random texter, and we'll give you a Preston and Steve Show-themed tattoo. It's $350 gift certificate from Bob Dodge's shop. Uh, we also have on the program, as far as the guest goes, Miss Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. And she is promoting the sitcom Call Your Mother, which you can find Wednesdays at uh, 930 on 6ABC. And new episodes stream the next day on ABC and Hulu. So we'll talk to Kira later this morning, and we'll see what else we can get into today. We'll take a break, come back in a second. The Stupid Question and Entertainment Report is up, as always. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Quick uh, uh, request from a, a listener text and says, can you guys tell the blue Corolla with the Cape May and MMR bumper stickers to move out of the fast lane, please? <laughs> uh-huh. So we'll pass that along. They've got their MMR sticker. They may be listening to us. I hate that. If they're, if they're kind of cruising and not uh, <laughs> passing, then yes, you should move out of that left lane. Please do so. And they were asked very nicely. Yeah. So I Maybe they're so enamored of our, of our show that they're just lost yeah. in it and not going the speed limit. Uh, I know. I was so enamored and got lost and forgot to have a stupid question ready to go. So let me dive into my box of cards here. And I usually have this prepared. Yes. But now but this makes to, it exciting. There's an element of risk here. I'm going to have to randomly draw one in here. And then, Fan of course, them out. it has to be one that I can't, that I haven't used before. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm sorry. I have to read through this. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's try this. In a 2006 movie, Will Smith plays a character who impresses a future employer by solving a Rubik's Cube. Name that movie. Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. 
In a 2006 movie, Will Smith played a character who impresses a future employer by solving a Rubik's Cube. Name the movie. 215263WMMR. Casey, jotted down the correct answer. All right. Yay! I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your correct answer. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd. Perez Hilton has a birthday today. Real name, Mario Lavandiera. Yeah. Lavandiera. I was seeing footage of him years ago when he was bloated and his was whole approach yeah. to his website was completely different. He yeah. would attack celebrities constantly. Yeah, he was mean. Mean. And uh, would, draw, he, would draw fake semen on people's faces and stuff like that. He eventually learned that uh, that picking on people is not the way to go about it, and he changed his tune. Once he started to catch crap himself, he realized, no, right. you know, this isn't so cool. I don't like yeah, it. He's what, 43. Some, didn't something happen to him, though, that they then picked on him, and he kind of, like, backed off? That was when he backed off? Yeah, yeah, but I don't yeah, remember what the, what the flashpoint was. Yeah. What it was, yeah. but yeah. You're, you're right. They kind of, they turned it on him, uh-huh. and he was like, oh, this is what this like. He does yeah. a podcast like, with our friend uh, Booker. Oh, yeah, really? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. two of them have a show. He's 43 today. Princess Eugenie. Eugenie! Younger daughter of Britain's Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. Eugenie! He is uh, 31 today, so happy birthday. <laughs> she just had uh, a baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And it was kind of overshadowed by everything baby. that's going on. Uh, Carrie Russell has a birthday today. Felicity. Felicity. I love Felicity. her. Yeah. Uh, she's 45. I haven't really seen And the Americans. Wow. The Americans. Oh. You know what? And I was watching that, and it was really good. It was really interesting. You guys like it? I've, I, I've, yeah. It's been recommended to me by some people. I only watched a little bit of the first season, and then I tapped out. It was really good, but I'm yeah. like, I have too many things in, in the TV bin. But it was, you know, it was on... Like, uh, not broadcast television, because I think it was a USA show or something, something like, like that. that. yeah. So there was, like, a little bit of nudity, like, heinies right. and stuff like that. But, yeah. uh, um, and, like... Soviet heinie, the best. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's well, that's it? That. Okay. It was, okay. I got you. You were, uh... Yeah. Thought you were going somewhere with that. I was, uh, I was, but then we got Soviet heinies and there was nothing else to say. All right, he's she, <laughs> Carrie Russell is forty-five. Uh, Richard Grieco celebrates his birthday today. <laughs> Richard Grieco, you see right through me. Uh, Twenty-one Jump Street, and uh, I referenced uh, Night at the Roxbury. There, he's now actually more famous for playing Richard Grieco. Uh, uh, he's popped up. Uh, uh, he was on It's Always Sunny as Richard Grieco. He's fifty-six today. Uh, actress Amanda Plummer. Yeah, uh, turned sixty four. Daughter of Christopher Plummer, and Pulp Fiction. Uh, she's yep, Pulp Fiction and The Fisher King, which is a great movie. Yeah, you know, I accidentally I, I had incorrectly mentioned that she was in Little Shop of Horrors. That's not her. It's a different actress. Yeah, look, she's she similar. Like yeah, her, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was incorrect about that. But uh, yeah, Amanda Plummer. Oh, and uh, so I married an axe murderer as well. Great. Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. She's sixty four today. Uh, Jason Kidd, NBA star. Uh, Jason turns 48 years old today. Uh, you also have actress Catherine Keener. She's been in a lot of great Love stuff. her. Yeah. 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. And uh, being John Malkovich, and she was great in Get Out as well as the, the mother. And who uh, killed... Um, crazy family. Uh, uh, God, she was the love interest to Ed Norton in... Um, God, the, the Danny DeVito film, the... the, the, the the child, uh, the, the kid. Smoochie? Get to Smoochie. Oh yes. Oh, my God, that's right. I forgot. That's a good yep. One. Uh, that is a great movie. So good. She's 62 today. Uh, Michelle Monaghan, the actress. Uh, movies like uh, Gone Baby Gone, Mission Impossible 3. She's 45. It's Shaka Khan's birthday Shaka today. Khan. Yep. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Is uh, 68 Shaka years Khan. old today. <laughs> <laughs> She's on a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to a song from her this weekend. Um, oh, man, I can't remember the name Did of Prince that. write oh, this one? Tell me something good. I'm sorry? Did Prince write this one? This song, I Feel For You, don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she turned 68 years old today, so happy birthday, Shaka Kong. Uh, Randall Park, the actor. Uh, and he's been in everything from Fresh Off the Boat to Veep to Dinner for Schmucks. He also plays Agent Jimmy Woo. He's great. In Ant-Man 2 and uh, WandaVision as well. It was great to see him pop up in that. As, yeah, and he, there's apparently more story coming uh, along his storyline. He's also in The Rock Show, Young Rock. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. He All plays right. the uh, the interviewer. And then the last birthday, Damon Albarn, who is the lead singer of the band Blur and also the co-creator of the virtual band Gorillaz. Uh, and he turns 53 years old today. So, everybody, if you see him today, just tell him he said woohoo. Happy yeah. birthday to Damon. Woo-hoo. All right, let's see if somebody has the answer. Nobody has the answer because there's not one uh, phone call up on the phone nothing line. Nothing on your end? Hey, what happened? No, nah, something's wrong with it. I'm looking hey, at the screen, and it is blank, and normally there are phone calls all lined up. And now I can see them. I just don't know who they are. All right, I'm going to see if I can. I, I didn't realize that we weren't connected. <laughs> have to reset the whole thing. Uh, but the question we had asked is this. Uh, in a 2006 movie, Will Smith played a character who impresses a future employer by solving a Rubik's Cube, and you name this movie. That is what we're looking for. So I'm just going to go to the phone lines and see who we get. Hey, caller, good morning. What is your name? Hey, good morning. It's Rick. All right, Rick, Rick, uh, what movie is it that uh, Will Smith impresses a boss by playing uh, uh, with a Rubik's Cube? Uh, One of my favorite movies, The the Pursuit of Happiness. You are correct. Hang on, bud. Very good movie, based on a true story. We're going to get your information, and we are going to set you up with a $50 gift card for Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant, located on Route 1 between Lynn Boulevard and Westchester Pike in Upper Darby. Barbecue-based business with everything from brisket, pulled pork, and ribs to Texas toast, grilled cheese, plus vegan and vegetarian options, and online at secretsaucebbq.com. That movie will make you cry. Yes, it will. Big time. It's a great film. And that's his own real son in the movie. All right, let's go through some uh, stories that I have for you. Kylie Jenner has responded to the backlash she received for promoting a GoFundMe drive for celebrity makeup artist Samuel Rauda, who recently sustained major injuries in a car accident. Uh, Many felt that Kylie could have given Rauda the money instead of only donating $5,000 and asking fans to donate the rest. Kylie explained in a statement, After learning in more detail about the accident, it compelled me to visit his GoFundMe, which was set at $10,000. They had already raised $6,000, so I put in the five uh, to reach their original goal, and I thought that I'd post on my stories to gain more awareness if anyone felt compelled to share more or donate. Uh, She added, I don't know how all of this got so twisted, but his family has reached out through Ariel and our very appreciative of all the donations, prayers, and love towards Sam. Uh, She ended with, anyone that knows... Uh, that knows me, knows that I do things from the heart, and I try to be helpful whenever I can be. Let's all stay positive and keep Sam, his family, and anyone you know who is going through a difficult time in our prayers. I hope that you have a beautiful day, and let's encourage each other to help, she says. So this story really has gotten contorted because, um, I, you know, uh, the initial reporting of it didn't suggest there was a cap on the amount that they were looking for. 
And I think the initial way it hit with everyone was, well, why don't you, you, you're almost a billionaire. Why don't you just cover the costs? And this is not, this is somebody she's worked with occasionally, but not her, you know, like a, like a dear friend or something like right. that. So I don't know. I don't know what the truth of it is, but it, it seems like it was a, a good gesture that maybe yeah. didn't hit right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, Listen, I also understand when you see, you know, I think that uh, I'd read that the, the, the surgery or the medical bills were going to be around $60,000 okay. or something like that, that that's a drop in the bucket for her. Yeah. But if she, if she did indeed see that it was a GoFundMe that said 10000 and yeah. just topped it off, that's pretty damn awesome for her right, to do right, that yeah. in the first place. And then to say, hey, look, if anybody wants help on top of that, I totally get it. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. I mean, we got to call him as we see him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, de Armas is not... Getting back together with Van Affleck. Yes. Uh, she seems to be saying that. You're, You're happy about that? You don't like this, uh, this pairing, right? Uh, here's the deal. I'm not, and I know, don't take this the wrong way because he's a great Batman. I'm not a big fan of Van Affleck, and okay. I don't want him macking on the girls that I like. Okay. And so I like Anna de Armas. And You're playing with Fireboy. Playing with Fireboy. There are a lot of Hollywood relationships that seem fabricated. This one to me seems really, really fabricated. Oh, like okay. she was a young up and comer. He needed a softer. Oh, like the Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes thing. Exactly. Huh. Okay. I don't know if I buy that. No, I, I, I think they. I think they paths crossed. They were working on a movie together, and um, they had a little, uh, you know, office romance, so to speak, and it went its way. Yeah. They hit it off. What's wrong they with that, Marissa? Come on, man. <laughs> Don't you believe in love? What's wrong Don't with you? having an opinion? Everybody, everybody's so damn cynical these days. Is that her nipple in this That's her nipple. Yeah, poking right through. Huh. Yeah. She's yeah, got what is. they call in the in the profession pokies. Yeah. That's more of an areola. I see <laughs> yeah, the outline yeah. of that. Like but uh, she is a beautiful young woman. Yeah. Uh, the Nice Out star posted a selfie on Instagram stories Sunday featuring a half-heart necklace. Before they split a few months ago, Affleck was seen wearing the other half. When fans read into the story, uh, Armas seemed to respond to posting a series of gifts that read, Nope, no, and I don't think so, on our Instagram stories mm-hmm. alongside a hand making a peace sign. Uh, the pair had dated for about a year and even appeared to move in together, but went their separate ways in January. An insider told us at the time the breakup was amicable, but she was the one who called things off. Ben and Anna were moving in different directions in their lives and stopped seeing eye to eye. The two couldn't work through their differences and she's decided younger. to end their relationship. Yeah, she's younger. He's got he's got a uh, he's got kids from his uh, marriage to uh, Jennifer Garner, mm-hmm. and uh, he's working on different things. And need I remind you, he's Batman. Mm-hmm. Riley Keough. I had to look her up. Yes. Uh, she's an actress. She's, uh, I guess she's up for a Golden Globe, but she does uh, mainly indie stuff, I had read. But she is working toward becoming a death doula oh. after losing her brother, Benjamin Keough, to suicide eight months ago. Now, by the way, that's Lisa Marie Presley's son. Yeah. Uh, she said, today I finished my death doula training on the Art of Death Midwifery training course by Sacred Crossing. So I guess I'm almost certified death doula now. What is a death doula? So that is someone who will help people at the end of their lives and help families coping with loss. Okay. What's the difference between that and hospice? Uh, this is, I, it might be a little bit of both, I guess, Kath. Uh, um, I mean, it might involve that as well, but this helps families coping with loss as well. So her brother died from suicide. So maybe it's like immediately like a grief counselor. I think that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Somebody who comes in. But I think it also is someone who's at the end of their life as well and helping out with that. Okay. And maybe you're not, maybe medicine isn't your, um, 
you know, taking care of their of their day to day needs as far as physically. Maybe it's mm-hmm. more an emotional thing. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure, Kath. Uh, so it's clearly a new thing. I've never heard of it. Before. Yeah. Benjamin had died at 27 at his mother, Lisa Marie Presley's L.A. home. Lisa Marie's rep told us weekly at the time uh, she was entirely heartbroken, heartbroken, inconsolable mm. and beyond devastated, but trying to stay strong for Riley and the singer's twin daughters, Finley and Harper. Um, she had said uh, she had said we are taught that it's a morbid subject to talk about or we're so afraid of it and we're unable to talk about it. Then, of course, it happens to us and we're very ill prepared. Uh, she said, I think it's so important to be educated on conscious dying and death uh, the way we educate ourselves on birth and conscious birthing. We prepare ourselves so rigorously for the entrance and have no preparation for our exit. So, so all that's true. It's, yeah. it, it seems like it, I don't think I'd have the. Um the fortitude to no, uh, to handle either. that. I mean, yeah. I, from my own personal experiences with death and and people that I love passing, it's, it's you know, it's just devastating. Yeah, yep. I agree. I didn't know who this chick was either by name, but Steve, we have seen her. She's in that Tom Holland movie that Rob Pattinson is. Yes, in. Yeah, yeah, with the preacher. Oh, that's right. She's really good. Actually, yeah. she's yeah. very good. Uh, Benjamin, by the way, was laid to rest at his grandfather, Elvis Presley's Graceland Estate. Oh, uh, Riley has uh, shared her grief on social media after losing her brother several times. She got his name uh, tattooed on her collarbone last week after her death. So, uh, but she's trying to do her part to help other people out. Portia DeRossi is recovering after emergency surgery. What happened? Yeah, the 48-year-old is at home and doing well. Uh, DeRossi's wife, Ellen DeGeneres, took her to the hospital after she suffered extreme pain uh, the source said Ella Ellen rushed portion of the hospital Friday night. She was a lot of pain. It was appendicitis, and she had surgery. Whoa! Uh, yeah. So a lot of people have described that as being excruciating if your yes. appendix bursts. Mm-hmm. My mother had it years ago, um, and because that happened, actually, we found out all sorts of other medical things that were wrong with her. But um, yeah, that that's uh, that's a really traumatic thing. It's always been like kind of an irrational fear of mine to uh, get appendix that. bursting. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's like passing a gallstone or anything like that it's like it's, all that stuff sounds or shingles the stuff that you always hear is so painful uh yeah i'm not up for any of it yeah it's uh it can it can be you know i had a, a friend of mine when i was a kid almost died from it he had a burst in, in yeah uh, appendix because it can get septic uh, yeah, yeah and so uh but she's okay from what i understand she's at home recovering anna ferris is opening up about her personal failures on her podcast she and gwyneth paltrow discussed love and loss the goop queen uh, and Ferris had said, my two other marriages were with actors, and I don't think we did a great job of eliminating competitiveness. I've said this. I've said that, that a lot of times if you have two people with sort of equal careers and one starts to excel in a marriage, mm. there can be, especially in that industry, a, a competition. She said, or at least I didn't, being a proud person and not wanting to reveal vulnerability. She was married to uh, actor Ben Indra from 2004 to 2008, and then, of course, Chris Pratt from 2009 to 18. Uh, she and Pratt have a son. His name is Jack. He's eight. Uh, she had said, any hint of competitiveness and comparison, I didn't handle that very well, I don't think. Uh, and she said, I hope I've grown from that. You uh, know, it's also, Preston, if you stop and think about it, when she first got involved with Chris Pratt, he was a doughy kind of lovable guy and then doughy. became yeah a uh, a sex ripped symbol. Yeah, yeah sex symbol yeah uh Ferris is engaged to Michael uh Barrett right now well another day on the slopes and another crash into a tree for Chelsea Handler uh she joked about skiing straight into a tree in an Instagram video she posted last Thursday but on Sunday her tone was very different after revealing she had crashed down the snowy mountainside into a tree again and this time 
Uh, she had a bit of an injury. Ah. Handler revealed she had torn her meniscus. Oh boy! And broken two toes in oh, this particular accident. Uh, but she bragged, but I can ski down almost anything now. Uh, uh, before sharing the news of her injury, she had shared a video of herself skiing and boasting about how she's uh, managed to become quite accomplished on the slopes thanks to an intensive training program. Never brag. She's been working with a personal ski instructor <clears throat> while on extended stay in British Columbia, Canada with some gal pals. Last week, she was showing off her prowess of, for the camera when she managed to ski into a tree. And, of course, last month... Uh, she had skied down a snowy mountainside topless on her 46th birthday. <laughs> the video of that, did you see it? No. I did. Oh, my uh, God. Kathy, it's hilarious. She's yeah. smoking a joint. She's wearing a helmet that is American and Canadians' flags flapping in the wind. She's just wearing panties. It was her birthday. It was hilarious. She's uh, she's having That's fun. That's great. But of oh, course, my she God. skied right into a tree. <laughs> so with the meniscus oh. uh, injury, how, how much of a recuperation time is required for that? I, I don't can, know. Yeah, I, it's a tear. So a tear. tears are never good. I don't know much about uh, history. No, but you I know don't. You love me. <laughs> I I don't know much about knee structure, or whatever. But yeah, I feel like if it's not an ACL, MCL, PCL, she might be okay to keep skiing. All right. Uh, but uh, listen, but I, and I've, you see video of people going into the trees. It's insane on skis. Why you would ever do that, I don't know. What? But oh, I mean, you mean like purposely skiing? Yeah, going into oh, the so woods. Oh, so I used to do that. It's nuts, I used to man. do that with my brothers and my dad. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. Now, like, thinking back as to what we were doing, I mean, they were, they were we weren't the only people. It wasn't like we were, it, right. it was something that you... You and know, there were paths do, for you to follow, right? Sometimes, sometimes, for, yeah. yeah, sometimes there were. Um, but it, and I was actually just talking about this the other day, thinking back to like what we were actually actually doing. Yeah, I got stuck one time up to my waist in snow. We were up in Vermont, and um, yes, some of it there are trails, some there's not. And I just I fell and I got stuck. My dad had to like help me out. My skis, we had to dig my skis. It's like out. an avalanche. Yeah, like it, it compacts. Sonny Bono died skiing into a tree. Yeah. Number yeah. of people have. Yeah, and Natasha Hemfridge. Ba- or, um, or no, I mean, uh, what was her name? Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's wife. Miranda Richardson. What the hell? Richardson. Miranda Richardson. Yes, We're not uh, getting Natasha. Uh, yes, Richard uh, Rico. Burton. Richard Greco. Richard, uh, yes. Birthday Richard, today. Richard Greco. Natasha Richardson. Yeah, Natasha Greco. Natasha Richardson. Oh, she just, oh, one yeah. last thing I was going to say was um, back then making Richard myself Grieco. sound old. We didn't even wear, we didn't wear helmets either. Right. Like yeah. now yeah. everyone wears helmets, yeah, yeah. which is a good thing. One of the worst, uh, there was an actor named Clint Walker. And I remember years ago he had a skiing accident where he was skiing along and and he put the one pole down and it it sort of moved over, and his stomach oh my God. right into oh. it. Him, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, hang on real quick. Will will explain meniscus tears. Hey, Will, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, bud. All right, so you had, uh, you've had you had meniscus tears? Yes, I have. I had one in college uh, when I was playing football in the beginning of my junior season. So I played through the season. It's when you tear the cartilage in your knee. And uh, so what's, uh, what's recoup time on that? It uh, depends on if it's a full tear, um, which they'll usually go in arthroscopically and, and remove uh, most of the meniscus. Uh, if it's a partial tear, sometimes they'll just do PT mm-hmm. and not to do surgery. It could be about six months at its worst. Yeah, I was reading a um, – we had an article here that said three to six months is a, is a general right. recovery time on that. So, But she could probably continue skiing or no? Yes, it's, it's bone on bone, but there's two, two – 
is the outside and the inside meniscus. Uh, so you could continue skiing. By the way, okay. bone on bone was one of the greatest same sex porns I've ever oh, seen. Oh my God. Thanks, Will. It, it Appreciate it, man. Really Thank good. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, let me see here. Um, all right. Uh, 77-year-old Chevy Chase recovering at home after a heart issue. Huh. Uh, he tells, uh, page six after spending five weeks in the hospital. Wow. So I didn't know that. We never, that's, that's, that's the first we're hearing good, of it. That's a pretty good stretch. Yeah. Um, and he says this, uh, I used to go out and do anything. I'd do slapstick in front of 3,000 people. But at this moment, I have no need to go out and meet COVID. I read, turn on the TV, watch the news. All dreck, he says. <laughs> What's Drek? Crap. Okay. Yeah. All Drek. Uh, I see actors, comedians, producers, screenwriters working, and God bless him, but I don't see anything great on television. Uh, it all became a generation of S-heads laughing at the world. Uh, the humor today is giving <laughs> the next generation worse stuff than they already have in their own lives, and it drives me nuts. How soon before he's on his front lawn with a hose chasing the kids away? He's still such a happy guy. <laughs> ah! Chris Jenner and Chrissy Teigen are teaming up with Good American co-founder Emma Gred on a line of plant-powered home cleaning and self-care products called Safely. Oh, man. Yeah, so um, Pierre uses like a, an organic plant-based cleaner around here. It doesn't clean. Uh, and it smells terrible. Yeah, the parsley stuff. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he doesn't use the parsley stuff anymore, does he? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I I bought it for a short period of time. Not the parsley stuff. Yeah. A, a different uh, product. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I literally felt like nothing was. I was like, just give me the bleach and the yeah, get, because please. this isn't clean. Give me the chemicals again. You know what we use? Uh, we use vinegar. Yeah, my mom vinegar has been water doing that a, and, and I squeeze a little bit of lemon in it to get yeah. some some scent. But I couldn't it's easy I, to make. I couldn't stand that smell all over the house. My, oh, so I love my, that smell. My mom used vinegar and um, newspaper. Don't ask. I forget why the newspaper was brought it's in. Your but mom. It's my mom. Ask. But <laughs> I would come home. Like, <laughs> <just sort of, laughs> I would come it. home from school. Incantation over I would come home from school and the whole house would smell like vinegar. Yeah, that's why. I think it was. It might have been Bob Dodge who told me to squeeze some lemon, the lemon in there, and it and it uh, it overacts that overly vinegar okay. smell. What is this? Krematukas, I burn the newspaper for you. Please empower my vinegar with the cleansing power of Babatu. No, she would use the the newspaper instead of paper towels. But wouldn't that leave ink and stuff on right. the Steve? I don't. Oh, that's so that the uh, the little white things don't come off of the paper towels, like when you're cleaning your mirrors. Oh, is you that... think that's why? That's why you, yeah. I, I, you're I not supposed know. to use paper towels on your windows or your mirrors I know because you, it leaves a little crud behind. So, 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 newspaper? so newspaper is yeah. the option. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Okay. So I know a you... cleaning thing that you don't your know, time Kathy. Has come to learn the secret. I just th- you made my mom's theory legit. Like the <laughs> One of them. <laughs> it is cleaning time. Quickly to the newspaper stand. All right. How do you feel about the whole butt sex thing? <laughs> <laughs> newspaper doesn't streak. Is that the? Uh... And it doesn't leave the the uh, like fibers from the. It also towel. doesn't. Fuzzies. It also doesn't absorb. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the collection, by the way, uh, from uh, Chrissy Teigen and Chris Jenner uh, includes hand cream, hand soap, hand sanitizer. Hand jobs. Hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Glass cleaner, a universal cleaner, and more. And that line comes out on March 25th, you know, by the way. Going back to the newspaper, I think if you use that Rain-X stuff on your windshield... Uh, they say to apply that with newspaper, and I wonder if that's because of the fibers as well. 
If you well, do what? I'm sorry. The, the, that Rain-X stuff that you put on your windshield yeah, yeah, yeah. that beads the uh, yeah. the water. If you apply that with a newspaper. Oh, I, it says that in the directions. Mm, I don't know if I read it in the directions or if it was so. like a, a recommendation. It says I've seen in your newspaper, or if Google told me to do that. I think it did. I, because I've, I've I apply Rain-X every year, and I don't remember the newspaper yeah. part. I read the bottle just to just to make sure I'm doing it correctly. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, anyway, uh, moving on to something else. David Hasselhoff heading to Germany to star in a comedy spy series. They love him there. They do. In partnership with CBS. David's here. <laughs> a straight two series order for Miedengruppe, RTL's SVOD platform. We can't wait to see you on Miedengruppe and SVOD platform. TV Now, uh, it's it's called Z Network. Z Network, and that's the Z couch and that's the table. I guess that's that's the name of the show, The Network. Okay. Uh, sees Hasselhoff playing himself as an actor who gets wrapped up in an international conspiracy involving Cold War assassins. I would like to see Perfect. this series. I, I, in fact, I must see this series. Yeah. I love that he loves... The fact his whole German thing and his whole... Um, as, ex, as They had a lot of great fun with in Dodgeball when he was coaching the German team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, it's great. More, more Hasselhoff in Germany, please. I love it. By the way, before I get into the next story, going back to the cleaning products, uh, Kathy, somebody says the vinegar smells bad, but uh, add a couple of drops of an essential oil. Oh. That will change things for you. Uh, let's see. Writer Guilds, Writers Guild of America Awards. Uh, Borat, subsequent movie film, and Promising Young Woman took the top honors at Sunday's 73rd annual event. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's Borat won Adapted Screenplay. Focus features Promising Young Woman was recognized for original screenplay with the win for writer-director Emerald uh, Fennell. Has anybody seen that movie yet, Promising Young Woman? No, and I I've got absolutely it, want I, to. Yeah, I yes. need to. Uh, I, I would like to see what all the... Nick Murphy the raved on it. is about. Really? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I it looks great. One last story. Keanu Reeves released his first comic book earlier this year, Berserker, which is spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R. It's about uh, Berserk guy. Uh, tells the story of an immortal warrior known as the Berserker who wants to find a way to die. Netflix now plans not one but two adaptations of the material. Uh, the streaming giant will produce both a live-action Berserker film and an anime sequel series with Reeves starring in and producing the former and voicing his character in the latter. I love the concept of the Berserker throughout literature and in, in war and of you know going back even to ancient mythology of this this basically just set him let set him loose go wreak havoc it's an awesome awesome character there was a video game that it, that i forget what it was um uh, gears of war they had a berserker character press oh, yeah? that would come in and you you had to be on your game i'm not familiar with this yeah yeah and so he's immortal and yeah so uh so you can't kill him yeah, and uh, and the Berserker has been classically, uh, you know, I don't know if immortality was always an attribute of all the Berserkers throughout, you know, uh, okay. history, but in, in this case it is. This one wants to find a way to die. Uh, Reeves co-wrote Berserker to help fr- with help from uh, Eisner Award nominee Matt Kint. Uh, Ron Garney, who has worked on comics like Captain America and Wolverine, did the art, coloring handled by Bill Crabtree. Even before it came out, Berserker was a success, with the series raising more than $1.4 million through a Kickstarter program. Mm. Uh, the first issue has sold more than 615,000 copies, and that makes it one of the most popular comic book uh, debuts in recent memory. 
So they're going to make it a live action and then an anime follow up after that. I think be pretty cool. The the rumor is that he dies when he uses just regular paper towel with window cleaner instead, <laughs> new, instead of newspaper. It kills him every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It just totally right. suspends right, right. his central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Uh, mystery clips. Oh. I got nothing over well, here. Well, no, don't, you don't need to find it, Marissa. Right no, it's now. all right. Yeah. She's we like good, this. Though. It's rare, but... Uh, so, Marissa, you probably know what these I are. Do. Then. I do. So you're out. So this is between the rest of us here. And uh, I'm out, too, because I got to... I have to cue them up. Me, Steve, and Kathy. Here we go. Yeah, we're not right. going to get this one. See if we can guess who this is. We'll never get it. Nope. All right, here we go. What kind of made it come full circle for me, which is, this is a movie about love and belonging, and I, I definitely saw that in The Breakfast Club. And a week away kind of took a John Hughes turn for me, which I was really excited to be a part of. Guesses? I'm going to guess you, Lissy says Grant. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was going to say just guess what the movie is. I have no idea. And I'm no. not going to look. No, so, no. Casey? Uh, uh, the guy's name is Kevin Quinn. Do you know what he's promoting, Marissa? Yes. A week away is uh, kids at a summer camp, and he falls in love. And the movie uh, reflects his favorite movie, The Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, All right. You're, you're right. Yeah. We wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah. It's out this, this Friday one. on Netflix. This one I think somebody's going to get. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the mystery clip. Let's see if we can identify it. Lauren produces Keenan. Like, that's kind of like really the overall kind of statement for my life. He's Keenan just been that guy. When he does chime in and it's something we haven't thought of, it's like, why aren't you just around all the time? But, you know, he can't be everywhere at, at all times. But, you know, it's nice when he does chime in because it's usually pretty on point. And Steve, you said? Keenan Thompson? Casey? You are correct! Ah, so that's his uh, the sitcom that I was describing that comes right after Young Rock. Ah. Any details on that, Marissa? Yeah, uh, Keenan, uh, the longest-running cast member, is five episodes into his own NBC uh, sitcom, which he plays a widowed father and hosts an Atlanta morning show. Um, the new episode airs tonight at 8.30. He is also joined with, uh, on that show, another cast, current cast member of SNL. I forget the other guy's name. Um, he was in the uh, uh, pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping. He was oh. the, um, the, the competing rapper, Casey. I forget his name. He's really good. And Don Johnson plays his father-in-law. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I don't know. All right. Well, oh, there you I go. know who you're talking about. Chris Red. Chris okay. Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. There you go. That's the Entertainment Report wrapping it up with the mystery clips this morning. Uh, actress Kira Cedric will be on the show. That's close to 10, a little bit latter portion of the program. Uh, we have a tattoos day today. Bob Dodge, a good friend, has a new tattoo shop. It's called Runic Tattoo, and it's in Newtown Square. And if you text the word tattoo to 39333, you just might win a free $350 tattoo. Preston and Steve style, of course. And you can check out his work at Runic Tattoo, which is spelled R-U-N-I-C-T-A-T-T-O-O. Or you can go to at Bob Dodge on Instagram and Facebook and take a look at the artwork. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. Stay with us. MMR VIP. Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. (laughs) We have a new Daily Rush video. It's called Kathy's Potty Mouth. (laughs) And the description says, Kathy was saying some dirty stuff and didn't realize she was on speakerphone. Mm -hmm. You can what watch us now. What? What was that? From yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, uh, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, a restaurant, and bar. So 
Make That's sure a quick you know. turnaround. Take yeah, a it's usually yeah. not that quick. That's why I didn't yep. recognize it. Yesterday. Um, so, speaking of Kathy, we'll stay on her as a subject. Uh, she had sent us in a, in a group text a uh, TikTok video that she had stumbled across, and it uh, it struck a chord with a few of us, and it has to do with um, holidays and not not necessarily the big ones like Christmas and, you know, kids' birthdays and things like that, if like you want to call that a holiday. Like St. Patty's Day. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'll play this uh, this audio here, and, uh, and we'll discuss. When did the whole leprechaun visiting your house for St. Patrick's Day become a thing? This was not a thing. I blame Pinterest moms. Pinterest moms. They don't have anything else to do. They have nothing else going on. This started with the elf on the shelf bullshit. Remember, they used to just move around. Well, remember when they didn't exist, but then you had them and they just moved. And then some lady, let's call her Kathy, she decided, oh, my elf is going to write notes and play games with Barbie and read stories and go on adventures every night. Then your kid's coming home from school and he's like, Bobby's off to this and mine just moves around. And you're like, Kathy, you bitch, damn it. Keep the keep it low, Kath. Keep it low. We're creating magic every month now. No, and then they come home about the f-ing leprechaun. I had to do that bullshit. I'm tired, Kathy. I'm f-ing tired. I don't want to create magic every month. Christmas is enough. It's enough. <laughs> creating magic every month, uh, which leads to the you know. <laughs> Taking these smaller little observations and blowing them up into an event at the house. Amping up everything. Amping mm-hmm. up every uh, holiday. So, had any of you succumbed to the, or were you approached about the the uh, leprechaun on the shelf? No. Not, not on the shelf, yeah. but, yeah. but the we... The leprechaun comes at night. And... Yeah, so... When did that happen? Uh, several years building, ago. Really? Yes, because the kids build traps to try to catch the leprechaun. Yep. And Caroline, most times, they don't catch them. So I, you leave something. I still have the leprechaun trap that Caroline made, I don't know how many years ago, because it was so damn cute. Did we talk about this? It. Yeah, we have, we yeah. Did, okay, because... And she made, she took a, she took a, a big, you know, shipping box... And painted it and put a little leprechaun out front and cut a little door into it and then left little gold coins. Yes, yeah. And with a little arrow that says, you know, come in here. <laughs> I mean, essentially, we're going to trap that. That is cute. Being. You should have gotten some sort of like uh, like like prenatal skeleton or something from a, from a medical supply place. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And just put it in there with like a, with a leprechaun outfit. You killed it! It starved to death. Yeah. His I last w- words are written in his own blood. We're going to bear trap. <laughs> you got this green bloody right. thing. Oh, my God. It we should have gotten a humane trap, I mm. guess. Well, so Casey and I were just talking about um, Easter Hello. and what the, the bunny leaves at our houses. And, you know, um, my house, the bunny always leaves something like pretty big with the uh, Easter basket. Like and- a full-blown present, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a big present. However, I'm going to. And and I know that you don't know this, but I'm going to blame you for this, Preston. Your Easter bunny brought oh, yeah. bikes one year. And so I learned from your Easter bunny that they bring things like that. So uh, our Easter bunny brought a bike one year, brought skates one year, uh, maybe even like a motorized scooter one year. I, I a Ducati. Now, now I, our bunny learned from other bunnies as well because <laughs> I didn't realize that, that you don't give bikes at Christmas because... It's too cold they to go out and ride, and therefore Easter is a logical mm-hmm. uh, spot to get something like that so they can get out and use it in the springtime and so on. So that's how that happened in my house. I blame the bunny. Allow me to be incredibly <laughs> petty here and say I was just 
totally ripped off as oh, a yeah, kid. Me too. Wow. All, every single one of these things is now is now a major gift giving event. I'm uh-huh. like, what? No. No, I even we got all, the, all I got was the damn hollowed uh, chocolate bunny, bunny, bunny which really was a rip off anyway. <laughs> Some <laughs> plastic grass, and maybe even, a few jelly beans. Even good chocolate. No, it wasn't. Bikes always <laughs> came on Christmas. I don't care how cold it was. You, you waited, or, or you just you rode it. I, dude, there was a Christmas. <laughs> you got a coat, right? There was. Yes, Put it on and yeah. ride the bike. <laughs> One Christmas, it was snowing, and I didn't care. I was like, I'm riding my brand new bike in the snow. I got So I got my, my bicycle. When I would get my bicycles, I got them on my birthday. Okay. All right. So, But, but I mean, if I had something that was meant for warmer weather or whatever, I'd still go use it in, on Christmas. <laughs> Enough of this crap. Somebody texted in and said, all this started with giving out party bags at birthday parties. <laughs> Oh. Right, Wait, that's that's out of hand now too. That is. I'm oh, sorry yeah. to jump in. I know, Marissa, you want to say something? So what I, happens I, but, here? But it's it it used to be the birthday kid is the one that got the present, the recipient. Oh yeah, everybody. It's gets his presents. birthday. Everybody yeah. gets presents now. Now yeah. but the kids have to leave birthday with bag. a party favor. Oh, and and that well, what, is, what, are, what are they presenting at the Oscars? Steve, I'll get like whatever the theme is. I get like matching candy to match yeah. that theme. So. You're part of the problem. Oh, I am the problem. <laughs> this, this clip is 100% accurate. I am the problem. Every kid gets, and, and I try to specialize it. Kathy, you kid. bitch. <laughs> well, think about that. Look at all the activities. Look at the bar you set. Oh, yeah. With no, the I, holiday. listen, I know. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. But, Kathy, there's people before you. So I was like a level right in between this. Like every holiday had something special. There was no leprechaun traps. We were not getting bikes on Easter from the Easter Bunny, but every Valentine's Day, my mom had a special heart plate that we got breakfast on. I still, to this day, I'm 37 years old, and I get St. Patrick's Day cards for yeah. my mom and my aunt. Do you get St. Patrick's Day cards? Well, so here's any, the like, deal. Holidays? All right, oh, my friends. They really made St. Patrick's Day cards. No, <laughs> they do. And Marissa, they come this... with $5 checks. But no, Marissa, <laughs> we, we always yes. got, we, we got, uh, uh, what do you call it? The freaking Irish potatoes. Mm-hmm. We got candy on Valentine's Day. Like, that's all fine. I have friends who every holiday might as well be freaking Christmas. <laughs> because when the kids wake up, it's presents and you know, and chocolate, and it's presents and Irish potatoes, and it's presents <laughs> and jelly beans. Wow! And and all it's right. too all much. out too much. there on social media. Okay, too much. Now I'm I'm going to ask this question of the audience, and you can jump in to to comment on any of this stuff. But you know, we had mentioned St. Patrick's Day, Easter, and and uh, Christmas, obviously. But St. Patrick's Day is. Are there any other ones that I'm not thinking of that that you might is, Fourth of are, July? Are there Fourth of July besides its case Earth of birthday? Day? But do people give or do, do you celebrate with gifts a birthday that we or I mean a holiday that we might not be familiar with? You know, not like Fourth of July, like Fourth of July. But maybe some people do. I don't know. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. What? But like Valentine's Day. Yeah. That like the, yeah. That's. I a, mean, that's candy. A, yeah, but that's a gift too. No, no, gift no, 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 too? no. I, I think Listen, there's a, there's a, there is a, a button, there is but. a delineation between the the customary BS gift of candy on on. Uh, <laughs> On Valentine's Day, and then and then uh, gifts on top of that. So, in other words, like I could see for your paramour, for your girlfriend or boyfriend, you're going to get them a gift. You might get them something, you know, a, a more. But for like kids, that's what, the, the way I'm thinking of. Do you get kids gifts on Valentine's Day? I've been getting him a gift, yeah, since there, day one. There also might be other obscure religious holidays that were that I'm not familiar with. That aren't the big ones, you know, Christmas and and Hanukkah and so on. That 
that might be in either, you know, because there, there are a lot of Catholic uh, Day observations sure. and Jewish observations and things like that that I might not know that are why don't you get the, gift exchange. Why don't you get gifts at the end of auditing uh, in Scientology? <laughs> right? Look at yeah. all you have to put up with. Or hey, right after mind. taxes, auditing. Right. You know, Here's your that. bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. We just got blackmailable material on you. Yeah. Here's your bicycle. This past <laughs> Halloween, my Halloween card came with a spooky mask. What? Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Aunt Joanne. It is her birthday today. I love you. By the way, and she, why? My aunt and my mom, they celebrate all of these holidays. Why right. did your parents, instead of just putting $5 in the card, write you a $5 check? That seems kind of wild, right? We, we get lottery tickets, and my mom yeah. still does it. Listen, my, we, my mom, <laughs> we, we live together, and she still, still? Sends, still sends packages in the mail yeah. to <sighs> us. Well, oh, I'm like, she, you can, she sends them from her own house to her house. Dude, listen, she worked. For, oh, that's she, funny. She loves the mail because she worked for the post office, and right. it mean, and it means more if you put a stamp on it and if it goes it, through the mail. It, it means out more. and back. Mm-hmm. Oh my seriously, God. yeah, I've never done that in my life. I've never even thought you could do that. Yeah. Mail something from your own address and have it come back to you. Oh have no, it no, go no, out and then come back. She'll go somewhere and drop it in a mailbox. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. <laughs> put it in your own mailbox. What? Would they just look at it okay. and shove it right back in? What's the, what's the rule with that? So if you leave an envelope addressed to your own house in your mailbox for mailing, it? do they have to take it, process it, and deliver it back? Yeah, we'll throw that out yeah. there, yeah. too. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to guess they do have to. Maybe right? legally they have to do that. I did that for the first year I lived in my apartment building. I would put it in the mailbox, which is right next to like the office, until I realized that you could just slide it under the door when I was right. paying like my monthly bills. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have Matt. Good morning, Matt. Good. How are you, bud? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's try that again. Matt, now you're on the air. Good morning. Yes, sir. How you guys doing today? Good. What's up, buddy? Good, good. Hey, so I had an ex-girlfriend that used to get gifts from her parents for Memorial Day and Labor Day. Memorial Day and Labor Day. Never seen anything like it in my life. What Never level really of gift? Ever. What was she getting? Like a little tchotchke or bicycles? Well, I don't remember what it was. I think it was cars with money and perfume and, and you know, other ridiculous God. things. Memorial Day and Labor By Day. By the way, my ire is not. My ire <laughs> is based on, on uh, feeling ripped off. See, that was right. like... That right. Was, those holidays were like start and end of shore season. Yeah. So that was like freedom. That was Isn't that your gift? Yeah, well, yeah, no, that for us, that the was beach. Your gift. You, you, it's, you're out of school. Here's your gift. Stop going to school. Wait, and you know what, though? And listen, I know. I know that I have created it, but Jace now um, says that. So for each <laughs> each holiday. What do I get? Uh, well, he'll say, um, I want a, a, um, a gift card for, like, the Oculus or whatever gaming system right. he yeah. has. And so it'll, but it'll be some obscure, and he'll see it on, like, the calendar. You know how, like, on the iPhone, like, he'll look at my phone, and he'll see what it is. It'll be some, you know, Earth Day or whatever. And he's like, Ooh. oh, I get a new Oculus game. It's Earth Day. VJ Day's coming. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Every, <laughs> single, every single observation he's going to oh, ask. Like, oh, no, my God. No, no, wow. you don't. The Treaty of Versailles was signed today. <laughs> <laughs> and like, don't I get a new bike? And listen, I feel bad because I, I, well, the, I legit- the Fukushima earthquake. I legitimately f- forgot about St. Patrick's Day, so the leprechaun did come, but um, he didn't really, he didn't really leave anything. Really? So. And now, do you do you catch crap for that? So now I feel like Easter is going to be like Christmas. Oh man! <laughs> oh my I feel God. bad.
Don't oh give my in to God. it. I feel bad. Our yeah. leprechaun didn't bring much. Does Unky Steve need to come over? Yeah, yeah, with like some video games. It'd be great. He'd love it. <laughs> All right. Another thing to blame is Target and that dollar section. Because when you walk in, they have the cutest stuff for the holidays. <laughs> and you're like, I can put together a little Valentine's Day basket. I what can put kid together a Halloween want, basket. Yeah. What kid wouldn't want a, a, a the, the, the crap that they have there yep. in the dollar section? I'm going to go to Jody. Good morning, Jody. Good morning. How are you all? Good. What's up, Jody? Uh, my kids got gifts from the Great Pumpkin every year. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> we now let me explain. We have a we have a bonfire party with our friends, and the guys take the kids out to go trick or treating, mm-hmm. and it was a way of getting the kids into bed. So the gift what? was under. Okay, the Jody, can I run something by you? Can I can I run something by you? Absolutely. Is not Halloween. Uh, uh, isn't the gift going out and collecting the candy? Yeah, is it was candy broken. the gift. In other words, you, how do we make Halloween attractive to children? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. There's not enough there besides costumes and candied apples and candy. And staying up late. And staying up late. Yeah. What can we do to, to get more. kids on board? Yeah, you have to add more. You have to get them into bed. They're all sugared up. Uh, so to get them no. into bed, they have to go into bed. No. <laughs> not a bad Chloroform. Idea, That's the gift. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's play Sniff the Rag. Jody, how old are your kids? Now they're 18. Okay, so there so are, that's there's, a... no, there's no more, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Let me ask you, Jody, what, what level of gift? Were they like big gifts or what were they? Moderate? No, it was like, it was like you know, whatever the latest Disney video was or, you oh. know, the, the, latest, the latest like video game that was kind of inexpensive for the Xbox or, you know, just something oh like God. that. Anything yeah, no, that's not bad. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's un- it's, thank you, Jody. You've just had an, a total, it's like Caligula for kids. It's yeah. like it's everything you could. Look, I just go up to the door and knock and they're going to throw candy in my face. Yeah. This is the greatest day ever. I know why only children are spoiled because you only get the parents also only get one chance so i'm gonna go for it (laughs) i mean i mean i love halloween but jesus (laughs) halloween has morphed over the years too it's also drinking night for the adults as well it it wasn't that when i was a kid yeah and now it's a sit outside with your fire pit and hand out booze to the fan to the uh the neighbors so i celebrated halloween we did this this year just passed pandemic the whole thing did a safe thing. The table, Preston. I st- I saw more parents drinking than I did see kids in Halloween costumes. The parents didn't want to let go of Halloween this year. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that says, "My wife is over here seething, listening to this. She wants to add to this discussion snacks at kids' sporting events. She says, "Why do they need snacks? Uh, They're going to go home and, and eat, eat dinner eat. afterwards." <laughs> oh, well, that's the, the thing. Day. Each each parent has to bring. Some sort of juice box and or uh, snack or after the game. Yeah. Well, I think that's fine. My mother. It's not much. Yeah, that's, it, that, it, that it makes, never existed, listen, though. But I no, I see, I see like elaborate coolers coming out, and it's like Wolfgang Puck is catering. I mean, here. listen, <laughs> I, I played along, and, and we did all this, and okay, everybody, here's your bag of Cheez-Its, and here's your, yeah. your, your Capri Sun, and that's fine. And I played along. I don't get it. <clears throat> it's unnecessary. I played sports growing up. We did have... Um, Orange slices at halftime, though, but that wasn't provided by a That's parent. Standard. Oh, yeah. No, we took turns. Like it was Marissa's turn on Wednesday to bring orange slices, and then it was Kathy's turn to bring them the next day. And so, and then sometimes you would like yeah. 
That's been around for a while. Okay. And I then you would make it a little fancier. You know, you get like half oranges or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like you no. try to outdo each other. The, clams see, casino. and that's where it snowballs. That's yeah. And then you goes. get Clams Casino. <laughs> and you, then, you know what? Then you had the, 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 the wine captain comes over. Right. It only happened in like little, little soccer league. I, I don't recall that ever the being. Very little. Well, right. no, no, no. Like my, you know, my son plays travel soccer now. You know, it's, the that's over. It's right? over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nothing's over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some. Uh, Nothing is over. <laughs> I'm gonna get some other calls here. You're better than that. Uh, Presents on Memorial Day, Labor Day. How many bags of cheeses do we need? It's like a billion. Okay. Give me presents on Halloween. The whole holidays for kids. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Ray. Hi, Ray. Good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Ray? Uh, not much. Just was thinking about the part where you talked about the other holidays. For yes. Jews, you know, Passover has this big meal the first night, the Seder. Yeah. And the meal itself, not the whole ritual, but the meal closes out with the sharing of the Asakoman. It's one of the pieces of matzah. And traditionally, the kids, anyone under 13, takes the matzah, they hide it, and they ransom it back to the table so that the meal can be closed out, and then you can finish reading through the book, and you can be done with the night. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, you used to get, like, Five bucks. I know families now that give a hundred bucks a kid. So, so a, Ray, they're actually paying like a ransom. What is what, yeah, is, what it, is the matzah it, send it's them? Like a traditional thing. It, it sounds it sounds absolutely terrible to call it a ransom, but that's just printed in the book. <laughs> ransom. No, I, I love I love Jewish uh, tradition. I love. There's so many cool mm-hmm. things that are done that I think are just really cool. Uh, but it's like. <laughs> Does that not extract from the the reverence a little bit yeah. when you're whipping out a checkbook to get the other half of the matzah oh, back, dude? Christmas, <laughs> I mean, please, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, oh, it's the whole all thing, the yeah. They're all it. based on that. But, but you're, yeah, Ray. But you, you're right. You've noticed over the years, just inch by inch, it increases, it increases, it increases, and then you got a whole other way animal. Ahead, way ahead of inflation, like it used to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. you just Thanks, you, you got to set a buffer. Figure, you go to the store, you buy your own at Kmart or whatever. Right. Oh, I used to be. You could buy some families. You could buy an Xbox, you know, out of this. It's right. Ridiculous. I used to be so Thanks envious of my friends during Hanukkah who would, you know, th- they were getting gifts every F- night. Yeah. And now, what you didn't know is a lot of times th- those gifts would be like, um, yeah, they're smaller, like a, like a pen and pencil set. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you because I run into this issue every year for my birthday. My cousin, who is also my godmother. Um, she gives me a present, and it's like you know, it's like a fifty dollar check. And she like, does this every year, even now. Even now, am I supposed to cash that and use that, or Wait, this is for what? I'm sorry, for my birthday. You, who gives this to you? My cousin, who is That's my nice. she's my godmother. So, um, okay. do, you, do you want to stop it in a tactful way? Yeah, send her a picture of just the, the you sitting down, which is the top of a woman's head in front of you, and said. I you, I'm using I your fist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So, oh my god. So my thing is like I don't I don't need. It's, so I, don't it's cash great, the. Che- he means don't cash the check, and then she won't be out fifty bucks. Uh, no, because then it throws her checkbook. It does off a little bit. So I no take it. She's your godmother. Yeah. It's it. She feels that it's her duty, and if you have any godparents, you should do something similar in it. I, I see that. It's, I, it's I, a wonderful I, I gesture. That. It means yeah. it means a lot. It, but it, you, there are ways to do it where. It, you can put it towards something that, you know. Well, so that's that's the thing. And I texted her after I got it the last time. I said, I know exactly what I'm going to get with this. And, you know, and it's not tobacco. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I want to make sure that. It's an like... awesome Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it would be something. Yeah. You know? All right. I want to go to call. I, I want to go to this one. Uh, hi, Dave. Good morning. 
Hey, how are you? Good, Dave. All right, so this is something that uh, the in-laws do? Yeah, I I was in my 30s when I found out of it. I'd never even heard of a half uh-huh. birthday. Half birthday. Half birthday. They get presents for a half birthday. No, nope. no, no. <laughs> no, uh-huh. here's the only no. way that works. If you take the gift you were going to give on the actual birthday and with an axe, cut it in half. Yeah, here's half a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh, the back half of the puppy. Uh. So this is something that a, a friend of, I, I don't partake in the half birthdays, uh, but a friend of mine, uh, for her kids, their half birthday is a thing. They go out to dinner. They get cake. What? They get, yeah, or like oh. donuts if they, if they want a donut in the morning. Like it's, uh, it, it. it so, stuff that you would do for your kid on their actual birthday, they also do for the half. So, birthday. how do they make the actual birthday itself, which is the actual, well, the actual recognition, is that twice as big as well, the half the, birthday? That's like the party where the friends are invited over and they have a little gathering. There's no gathering, but like the family. So, for for her daughter's half birthday, which was just a, uh, like a month or two ago, they went out to dinner and they got a, <laughs> a cake. And she had. You're going to do this, aren't what? you? No, no, no. You're going to you know do what? it, Hang Steve. On. I will say, I, I I've never. Gotten into the half birthday dinner cake. Okay, whatever. Birthday gifts, though. Uh, no, no, that's the actual. But birthday. Dave, they would give gifts. Yeah, they get. I mean, not like huge gifts, but they get gifts for like. I, I was like, I never even heard of a half birthday. Let I, a I've never heard of a half birthday. This is the first I've ever heard of doing a half birthday. I've heard of it. I've never heard of Thank gifts you, on a half birthday. I've, I've heard of the actual recognition of it, but not like you have a mini birthday. G- a gathering or gift giving session. Again, I feel like a part of the stem of this. We did half birthdays in school. If you had a summer birthday, yeah. So if you couldn't bring in uh, yes. cupcakes in August, exactly. I would bring them in February twenty first, and that was my half birthday, and I got to celebrate. I have, uh, yeah, we, we have some summer babies, and yes. so therefore we did that as well. But hey, why not? Let's 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 go back to to uh, toddler days. Let's do monthly. Yeah, 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 come yeah, on, man. Yeah. Remember when you used to celebrate your kid was two months old, three yeah, months yeah, old, four yeah. months Everything. old? Everything. And then Let's you, go back to that. You know when you invite full-grown adults to your one-year-old birthday party? Like, yeah. the, the, the kid has no idea. Listen, and it's it's a hard argument because you're all you're trying to do is just... Get gifts. Get, no, you're just trying to give your child a happy childhood. And, you know, if, if that is it, then, like, what's the argument against that? There are worse things. However, I, there is something to be gleaned from having restraint, <laughs> waiting for the... Th- if, if, In other words, you begin to take the special nature of these things away. I agree. Right? I agree. Especially a birthday. A birthday. It's an annual yeah. celebration. How about quarters? How about quarters? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I see it as... Uh, and, and I understand, Casey. Listen, I've, I've done too much in the way of trying to make my kids happy to the extent... Where it's it's at a fault, and I should be preparing them for the world yeah. and how cold and evil <laughs> and dark it actually is. But I'm some, shielding them from when that. When you're older, yeah. some nights you're just going to want to break the wheel into the oncoming traffic. <laughs> and it will only be, I, you know, it's, I know, it's like that Christopher Walken speech in Annie Hall. It's a balancing act. I have friends that do this for their puppies or their adopted animals. They ha- They celebrate a gotcha day. Meaning like when they brought them home? Yep, yeah, because yeah, you don't know them. the actual birth date. I haven't heard the term gotcha date. We'd always just kind of put a, a roundabout 
Yeah, uh, September fifteenth. That's your birthday. Well, Gotcha so. Day started with humans. That that was like a child. What? Yeah, oh. a child that was adopted. They, oh, I didn't they, know that. Yeah, yeah, families would celebrate the the day that they the child came to live with. Them. We've been wasting this on humans. Let's apply right. it to the shit soon. <laughs> so would they do a birthday and a Gotcha Day? Yes, because it was more so like when you became a family, yeah, a part and of to, this family, and, yeah. and when they're young and explaining to them that they were mm. adopted, and okay. this was the day that we were brought together. I can see things like that. My brother considers his his uh, his day of entering. Uh, AA as his birthday, as he has, oh, well. like, where it reset his life. Yeah, but how about for the gotcha day, the kids gets the parents' gifts because yeah. they gave yeah. them this uh, wonderful environment. <laughs> Remember when I routed out loving, your uterus? This loving, no, no, it's adopted parents. Oh, I'm sorry. And this, the, the, we're giving you this loving home. Now, what are you going to give to us, kid? Come yeah. on. Well, that's what I always say. I've been keeping a tally of what we've been spending on you. <laughs> well, listen, we I always say... Um, this is a deal at any... I mean, bring this to your accountant and tell me if this is not a very good deal. That's why the family should go all out for Mother's Day, because... They Absolutely. Do, they do this the rest of the year. Listen, <laughs> Mom, I knew I, I knew I blew out your cooter, and I, I want to give you some comeuppance here. No, listen, it's... out your cooter. <laughs> uh, me especially. My mother was in labor for like 20, 22 hours with me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, there are some things that I think are, it just becomes overkill. I'm going to yes. go to, this is a cute idea, though. I'm going to go to Kate. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is kind of a flip on what you guys are just talking about. Yeah. So my mother heard this from her own friends. So my mother believes that we, as her children, should be sending her flowers on our own birthday as a thank you for her giving birth to us. That's a nice idea. Or how about we give you flowers for Mother's Day? Or why don't you say this? We're going to save all those flowers and put them on your grave. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It'll look beautiful. <laughs> how about this? You'll have the most resplendent tombstone in the cemetery. Isn't that good? Uh, I think that's a nice gesture. I think that's... But when she's asking for it, yeah, it sort of undermines it, wait, doesn't wait, it? Wait, the, the mother asked for it? Yes, she believes that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I missed that part of it. Uh, screw her. <laughs> Go to. You don't ask for gifts. Shut up, old woman. <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, I didn't ask to be born. Nothing is over. <laughs> you had one, one too many Zima that night, and here I am. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate it. Uh, let me see here. I will go. We're going to have to take a break in just a moment. We'll go to Ethan next. Ethan, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, man. What's up, buddy? Hey, just uh, circling back to that Valentine's Day thing with giving kids gifts on Valentine's Day. Yep. Me and my wife actually do give our kids gifts for Valentine's Day. Okay. What, what do you give them? Uh, usually, just, you know, a little piece of a uh, little candy thing, maybe a stuffed animal. That's fine. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Yeah, not, not an Xbox, right? I mean, no, you, no, yeah. not an Xbox. No, what you're giving is completely commensurate with Valentine's Day for kids. That totally makes sense. But when you're getting things like gifts you would get for Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever, that to me seems like overkill. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. You know, the reason why we do what we do is to give them an idea of how they get older, what they should be doing or what they should be kind of expecting um, in a normal society. By the by, the way, Ethan, and, and, and all you guys here, tell me you're not getting stuff for your kids Thank throughout you. the year regardless, or that you, you know, obviously you, oh. have, you have two adults, Preston, that are basically, but but I mean, still. Oh, yeah. Their we stuff is bought. And, yeah, and I mean, yeah. my mother, here's the, the thing, the bargain my mother would always make for me about an allowance. Hmm. 
she'd say, oh, we can give you an allowance. But, you know, that means you got, you're buying everything for yourself. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we don't, you know, if we're out of the store or whatever, that, you know, you, that's no, can I get this? You know? And, and you're like, like oh, okay. I, all right, I need to talk to my financial plan. <laughs> yeah, let me talk to my agent Which real quick. I, I don't know how this is going to shake <laughs> right, out. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, as much crap as you guys give me for going overboard with the holidays, I'm pretty good at going to the store. You don't you don't get anything. You, you don't go to the store and get something every time we go. Like, okay. it's just not. How many times? Uh, uh, one, for every ten times to the store, how much is something? No, I really, Are you good? I, no, I'm pretty good. Like, okay. I really do save it up. I, and I'll think of the next holiday. Okay. Every time we go to the source, I'm like, okay, what's next? What can I say? No, yeah. you can ask so and so for this. Cats, okay. yeah, I, I'm bad at that because I have this. this You're the one asking. This, Diane, can I get this? I have this memory burned in my mind. Uh, my mom and I, I was a little kid. We went to Charlie's and she got herself a cheeseburger and I didn't get anything. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> You're with your mom, yeah. bitch. I was like, you got yourself a cheeseburger? You didn't get me a cheeseburger? Like, <laughs> I'm so waiting in line with you. <laughs> Why did I you need, get it? I don't know. I'm your flesh and blood. <laughs> you have held on to this. <laughs> you brought me into this world. So now, that, wait, that I'm going to get you. Old that man. is pretty odd that you would get yourself something to eat and not your kids <laughs> with you. And now you're going to yeah. say, and now your back's going to hurt because uh-huh. you just got garden duty. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're doing the finger across the neck. Yeah. But my daughter's. Ben Stiller all of a sudden. You had probably just eaten or something. Whatever. I don't know. I have no clue. All no, I know no. is I didn't get a burger. She just, she, she would keep you in a veal box. Yeah. And this was so long ago. This was the original Charlie's that was on 420 in Springfield. It's it's been in like two different places since then. So I mean, I don't she's know. had opportunities. Do you, <laughs> do you tease her about it? Like you like remember that time you didn't get me a? No, I should though. You know what she should do? Did... She cut off because you're you're handling the the uh, the uh, water and everything, right? Yeah. The electricity. Yeah. Cut her power off and stuff. And just, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, case and just I'll... go down there with an extension cord. Go. I'll tease my mom about because she, for whatever reason, she never let me. Not let me. She just never got me my little ponies as a kid and i always wanted them like i asked for them for birthday christmas whatever whatever it was no she just forgot or whatever it is so i i tease her to this day i'm like remember you wouldn't let me have my little ponies. my little ponies have syphilis on them (laughs) Uh, yes right use vinegar and newspaper Uh, steve they weren't a natural color they weren't real so i probably wasn't allowed to have them i'm gonna go to kathy hi kathy you're on the air good morning Good morning, guys. My mother-in-law overdoes all the holidays, pretend and real, all the milestones and everything. But the one that drives me nuts is no matter whose birthday it is with the grandkids, every kid gets a present. Oh. So she, oh. she gives every kid a birthday present whose birthday it is. It's same. not their birthday. Yeah, Kathy, I'm with birthday. you. My mom does the same thing. All right, so... so- as you as we hear this, and, and, and this goes to you, Kathy, here in the studio, and Kathy on, on the phone, uh, we have to celebrate people who are, you know, that generous and that kind of spirit. But it also, when you're doing that, it, I think in a way you're undermining the parents. Like, in other words, you know, like, <laughs> you... you you should, you need to clear that with the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know they what didn't get you everything. Right. I did. Right. Okay, listen, yeah. I didn't forget about right. you. Right. You are special to me, yes. too. Yes, and you can tell how much more I love you. Well, yeah. it's Remember the, the, that. The, it takes away from the kid whose actual birthday. Totally. Exactly. Well, so it's your special day. So what I was going to say they do is it in the, Soviet kid, Russia. the kid whose actual birthday it is gets uh, multiple gifts or the biggest gifts, and then <laughs> the other kids just get, like, a little something small to Kathy. hand them. 
bitch. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kathy. I've not heard of the of the birthday gift bags. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. But yeah. I mean, they're not really getting much in there. Like you know? what? It's Unless shot, you come geez. to one of our birthdays. Yeah. Well, I mean, like maybe like a little thing of play doh, a Fendi bag, a Fendi bag, uh, a Joseph Anthony spa. Yeah. You know when you go to a charity yeah, event yeah, yeah. and you get the little bag right. and full of stuff balls. that you'll never use. Right. Yeah, oh, like t- that. Yeah, tea, maybe a wrench, right. a pair of socks, a or yeah. whatever, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. 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 Like, it's weird yeah. stuff. Condoms yeah. with a the name of the charity. <laughs> Think, sometimes you know, there's a, a, a carabiner. There's always carabiners <laughs> yeah. in those things for yeah, some sometimes reason. Sometimes there's a gem in there. <laughs> yeah. And you'll use it. Yeah, like a really good pen. You're like, yeah. ooh, this writes really smooth. Yeah. Oh, I think I'll keep this and throw the rest of this crap away. This T-shirt that I'll never wear with a thousand sponsors on it. <laughs> right. Anyway, oh, you go to Ferkel's Aluminum Siding as well. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, it was an interesting TikTok video of a woman uh, saying that you know these these uh, these overblown now holidays that were never gift exchanging moments now are are due to the Pinterest moms who show off their little crafts and stuff around that. And just a quick addendum to that, I guarantee you while everyone's been in lockdown and people have been looking for more ways to be creative and keep kids engaged, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have a whole new onslaught of celebrations coming for, you know, the ensuing year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There'll be end of COVID day. Yes. You know, stuff like that. Ooh, Absolutely. Yeah. That. All right. All right um, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. A reminder, it is Tattoo Day, and we have a chance for win a $350 gift certificate for Bob Dodge's all-new Runic Tattoo in Newtown Square. So text word uh, tattoo to 39333. Bizarre file stories are on the way. We'll get to those next. Stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right. This morning, it is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. I'm going to lead with a follow-up story for you. Uh, This is from a little while back, but a former priest and two women accused of having sex on a church altar have been charged with institutional vandalism. I remember this story, and it occurred to me at that time that He's not a very good priest. Right. District Attorney Warren Montgomery says 37-year-old Travis Clark, 41-year-old Mindy Dixon, and 28-year-old Melissa Chang were charged. Documents claim that Clark was caught videotaping himself having sex with two dominatrices on the altar of Pearl River Church in Louisiana. Wow, I like these candles. Uh, Clark, Chang, and Dixon were originally arrested for obscenity because their sex acts had been visible from the street. However, prosecutors ultimately charged the trio with the lesser count of institutional vandalism. Archbishop Gregory Amond announced that Clark had been working in St. Tammany Parish and had been removed from the ministry. Amon uh, said that uh, his dis- desecration of the altar in church was demonic. I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned, by the way. <laughs> well, we're looking at the mugshots. Each one of these people is just completely messed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. A man accused of threatening others with a chainsaw at a Raleigh hotel is in custody. Police have arrested Jacob Vandenberg in connection with the incident. We need to get rid of that chainsaw greeter. P- 
Police surrounded the Red Roof Inn after responding to a disturbance call on Saturday night. Uh, the man threatened several people, but no one was hurt. Police said the man used a chainsaw to menace victims. The man in question eventually left the hotel in what appeared to be a dark-colored sedan. Security footage captured a glimpse of the man who was wearing a dark green baseball cap, long white coat, dark jeans, and white shoes. Uh, the motives surrounding the man's actions were not known. Police confirmed a chainsaw was stolen from an area, Lowe's Home Improvement Store, uh-huh. and that storefront is boarded up as a result of that break-in. Now, uh, was he was the chainsaw running at the time, or was he just simply threatening to I use it? I don't know. I assumed it was running. Uh, Vandenberg is charged with second-degree kidnapping, assault with a deadly weapon, larceny of a firearm, and disorderly conduct as well. With 30 compressions and two rescue breaths, 16-year-old Toriel Norwood saved her best friend's life, and it was just a day after completing a basic life support class at her high school. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, she said, I never would have thought that it, uh, that I would be the one out of all the students in my class to have to perform it on someone. Norwood was driving three friends home in St. Petersburg when another car slammed into her from the left and sent the car careening. She said, we crashed in someone's yard. I hit a tree. <clears throat> the impact jammed shut the driver's side door, so she had to climb out the front window. Two of her friends managed to get out of the car unharmed, but a collision had, the collision had caused her 16-year-old friend, Azaria Simmons, to hit her head. On the back seat window, she said, when I turned around, I didn't see Azaria running with us. So I had to run back to the car as fast as I can. She was just sitting there unresponsive. And that's when the training that Norwood had just learned kicked in. She said, a lot of people started to gather around to see what was happening. And I started yelling, back up. She needs space. She pulled Simmons out of the back seat, avoiding uh, broken glass from the window. She said, that's when I checked her pulse on her neck. I put my head against her chest and I didn't really hear anything. Oh, man. So that's when I started doing CPR on her. And after the 30 compressions and two rescue breaths, Simmons regained consciousness. Paramedics quickly arrived and rushed her to the hospital where she received stitches for a gash in her forehead. Uh, Norwood, who's a junior, participates in the school's Athletic Lifestyle Management Academy. The program prepares students for various careers in health science, and one of those skills learned is CPR. Pretty it's good cool. to know it, yeah. yeah. Uh, police officer in Harrisonburg, Virginia, was stable after having accidentally been shot during an attempt to stop a loose cow. So officers were responding to an animal complaint Saturday night after a cow escaped a stockyard earlier in the day. This could have been an utter catastrophe. Thank you! The cow... (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Love you. Good night. ...was found near a 7-Eleven a short time after the call. Officers intervened after ranchers were able to capture and contain the cow... An officer was struck by a bullet in the lower body and transferred to a medical center for non-life-threatening injury. Now, the department is investigating whether the officer was shot by a fellow officer or by someone else trying to stop the cow. So they're trying to round up the cow with a gun? I guess at some point somebody took a shot. I don't know why. He's by the 7-Eleven. Shoot now. And then the, the sad part of this, because injuries were sustained during the attempt to wrangle the animal... They had to euthanize the cow. It wasn't the The cow's cow's fault. It was like the cow was packing heat. Somebody was trigger happy. It's going to get bloody right. (laughs) Yep. All right. uh, The Chesapeake Bay blue crab. We're all familiar with it. Absolutely. Common around here, right? Well, it's just turned up in Irish waters for the first time ever. And wildlife experts there say its presence could pose a serious threat to native marine life. 
You don't need your kind around here. Uh, blue crabs are an invasive species in Europe. Like, are they? Like snakeheads or blue catfish are here. Oh. Uh, marine scientists consider them a large and aggressive crab species, highly effective at reproducing. How did they get over there? Uh, so Ruth McManus spotted a dead blue crab. What? Dear God, what is that? I've never seen a crab that cute. Uh, so, uh, he, Ruth McManus spotted the dead blue crab washed up among seaweed. Hey, look at that. That's a, that's a blue crab you've got there. On Dolly Mount Strand. Is that from Dolly Mount Strand? In Dublin. In Dublin. Uh, she's never seen anything like it before. You've probably never seen anything like that before. And so she sent a photo to Dave Wall. Dave the, Wall, he's the man you want to contact. At the National Biodiversity Desk. He's Dallas over there Center. at the National Bio Institute of Devonshire. <laughs> Wall confirmed the species. A blue crab claw was also found on Dalimount Strand around the same time. Dear busybody, it's a blue crabby thingy. Uh, he said that it may be from the same crab. Certainly Irish biologists hope that there aren't more uh, than one. Quick question. So they're not invasive here, but they become invasive in that environment. They're indigenous here. Right. So, yeah. So a breeding population of blue crabs began to establish in the Mediterranean Sea around 2012. How did they get there? It's likely they arrived via ballast waters from a ship traveling from America. There are now blue cap crab fisheries established on the Mediterranean, some of which import the crab to Europe. But... It also took out a lot of of uh, native indigenous yes. wildlife and so on in the process. So they, they killed do all not the zebras. Want that to happen here? Uh, the invasive blue crab had a major impact on marine ecosystems. Marine ecosystems in the Mediterranean, wiping out native shellfish species and fouling and damaging oh. fishing nets. So they sit down at the beach today. I didn't see one zebra. They don't want that to happen in Ireland now. So they're huh. keeping an eye on it. And there you go. That is what I have. In the bizarre file. It's folks. interesting how precarious certain ecosystems yeah. can be. Very and much you, so. you introduce something, and we know it can, it can go totally out of whack with the introduction of an insect. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's how it, it works. That's why they have all of the, you know, laws uh, in effect to yeah. keep you from bringing outside stuff, you know, whether it be, you know, plants or animals. Or uh, 200 parakeets uh, glued to your nutsack. It can be a problem <laughs> and painful. All right. Yeah. And there you go. That's what I have in the B file. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, Kira. Cedric is going to be yeah. joining us around 9 a.m. with some other things to get to. So we'll come back with that and more in just a moment on MMR. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Kira Cedric coming up around 10 a.m. I think I said 9 by accident earlier, Casey said. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have uh, Tattoos Day, chance for you to win a free presidency tattoo, courtesy of our friend Bob Dodge's new runic tattoo in Newtown Square. So text word tattoo 39333. And if that wasn't enough, we're going to play a game. Yeah. So we're going to take callers right now, and it's easy. Steve is going to test me in my rock trivia knowledge. You just have to agree or disagree with my answer. You determine whether I'm actually giving a legitimate answer, or I might be fudging it a little bit to test you a little. You never know how these things play out. That's part of the deal. We're using your actual uh, game, which is uh, is not based in some sort of myth that we created. You actually purchased Trivial Pursuit, the rock edition, classic rock edition is what they have here, but they have a, a whole bunch of rock. Um, it, uh, and I never got to play it because nobody at my house I is think, into classic rock, or, or my wife isn't, and uh, and she doesn't like Trivial Pursuit. I think no one would have wanted to play with you, really, because you you would ace I 90%. dominate. You would ace dominate. 90% of these. The questions are not that good. I grabbed some, though. We're going to follow through on the spirit of it. I tried to get ones that I think that might give you a little bit of a... Problem. What does it say on there that there are other rock trivia games that they have? Because um, uh, if there are other ones, and maybe we mm. should get those. Is there like... Um... It doesn't say any oh, others. Okay. It right. said, uh, this is for remedial rock students. No, it it's, no, oh. it's, it's... Oh, no. I thought you said there were other ones that they the no, rock-based the, the, I know that they have... Uh, they do have other rock versions. I okay. have seen them. So maybe we'll look, look into, into those. those. Yeah. But it is a um, trivia game that no one would play with you. Well, while we're waiting for the callers to come online, you mind if I do a couple of quick shout-outs? Yes. To kill some it. time. All right, so this one was supposed to be for St. Patrick's Day, and I missed it. Oh, I have to get some gifts for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it says, hey, Presbo, can you give a birthday shout-out? Uh, St. Patty's Day to my Jersey girlfriend, but now she lives in Fishtown, and my fiance. Happy birthday, uh, Patty uh, Marich, I think is how you oh. say her last name. And it says, love always, Jim Henry. So that's a belated one. <laughs> Happy birthday. Heritage, heritage. <laughs> uh, this one I'm getting in a day early, but they said it's okay to get in whenever. It says, uh, hey, I was wondering if you give a birthday shout out to my dad, Bob. He introduced me to the President Steve show when you guys first made the jump to MMR back in 2005. I was in fifth grade at the time. Oh, my God. 16 years later, we've both been loyal listeners ever since. Even going as far as mixing in parts of the show into our daily conversations. My dad's such a huge part of my life. And although he is not one to seek out the recognition that he deserves, having you guys give him a shout out for his birthday would be great. His birthday is March 24th, which is tomorrow. Uh, but anytime around that time will work since we're both listeners of the podcast. Uh, thanks, you guys rock. And that is from Ryan Kraft. So this is for his dad, Bob. That's very nice. And then I'm just going to do this because... <laughs> You saw this, I'm right? looking at the okay. date, yeah. So I got this. It says, uh, this is from Meg Schumer, who's the Vice President of Customer Service Center at UW Support Operations. It says, I work for PMA companies. We're an insurance company in Bluebell, and I have an employee who will be celebrating 50 years of employment Wow! on May 24th of this year. <laughs> now, I got this on March 1st, and I've sat on it for a little while. Yeah. But I'm not waiting till You're May gonna 24th. Forget. I, there's no way yeah. I'll get it wrong. I'll lose it. What, yeah. Something will happen. So I'm just doing this now, okay? So big surprise. Uh, it says she's an avid listener, uh, never misses your show, and it would be so appreciated if you could find a way to wish her happy anniversary on the air on the 24th. Her name is Janice Gordon. She lives in uh, Clifton Heights, 
And before the pandemic, she rode the bus to work. It used to take her more than two hours each way. Oh, oh my God. She would start her journey at 4 a.m. to get to the office by 7. Talk about dedication. She's truly an institution. She's only the second person that we know of in PMA's history to hit the 50-year mark. Thanks to coronavirus, she now works uh, from the comfort of her living room. Please let me know if you think you can mention it on the air. I know it would mean the world to her. So this is uh, for you, and it is Janice Gordon that we salute. So Janice Gordon. If you know Janice Gordon or you know this company, they can get the audio on the podcast yeah. and play it for her. And uh, she's not already listening. But May 24th. That's, yeah. that's when it not is. Not going to happen. It's, yeah. And I'm doing it now just to get it, make sure it gets in there. So, all right. You guys ready to play uh, yeah. Preston Elliott's uh, Rock Trivia Game? Yeah, man. All right. Preston Elliott's Rock Trivia Game. Yeah. All right. You know, we don't hear that now that Saint broke up. I know, know. I know the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's try this out. Steve will ask me trivia questions, and uh, you agree or disagree with my answer, and then we got prizes to give to you. And we might learn a thing or two about rock and roll while we're here. So I'm going to go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, Eric. All right, ready to play the rock trivia game? All right, let's go. All Steve. right. Ready for, ready for your first question here? I'm ready. All right. What? Single-named artist opened up for the Rolling Stones at the beginning of their 1981 North American tour. Oh, wow. Single-named artist. Yes. In 1981. 1981. Remember it like it was yesterday. Yes. You were Cher. Cher. That opened up for the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones in 1981. Eric, do you agree or disagree? I'll agree. I'll agree. Totally guessing. Now, I know. I know. I, did, I immediately thought of uh, of videos of her. Sorry, Eric. That's yeah. uh, that's incorrect. If you were to guess something else, Eric, what do you think it would be? A single. Um, I was going to say Donovan. I was going to say like David Bowie. I don't know. Well, well it's two names. Two names. Yeah. But thank you anyway, Eric. Do you want the answer? Or do you want to move to another one? Uh, no, no. What's the answer? Prince. 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 Wow. wow. 81. Look at 1981. Early for his, in his career. Absolutely, yeah. That's a hell of a uh, snag as far as an opening date goes. I, I wouldn't have gotten that, so apologies. I'll go to Kelly next. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Hey, good morning. Docker, docker, docker. All right, Kelly, we're playing uh, Preston Elliott's uh, Rock Trivia Game. Oh. Preston Elliott's <laughs> Rock Trivia Game. All right. What biblically, biblically, excuse me, branded na- a band followed their 2007 reunion tour with an album titled Live Over Europe 2007? What biblically branded uh, band followed their 2007 reunion tour with an album titled Live Over Europe 2007? 2007 biblically titled band reunion tour. Re- right, right. In 2007. Live over Europe. Wow. I'm not even pretending to know this because (laughs) I'm having a hard time with the biblical. Uh, Did you just mouth Jane's addiction to me? No. No, (laughs) He's over here trying to mouth these. No, I would never mouth mouth the answers to you. (laughs) The Bible X. Uh, I will go with, let's see, biblically named band. Wow. Biblically branded band. Biblically branded band. Yes. Branded. Oh, no. oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh um, Striper. 
Striper. I'm going to go with Striper. Striper. Uh, Kelly, do you agree or disagree? Disagree. All right. You are right. It's Genesis. Genesis. I didn't even think of that. Uh, So we got a prize for Kelly. I'm 0 for 2, but Kelly wins. All right, Kelly, you have won yourself a pair of tickets to see Godzilla vs. Kong on the monster screen in IMAX plus free monster concessions up to $20 per person. Uh, Legends collide in this long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons. As the fate of the world hangs in the balance, it's in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max March 31st, rated PG-13. Yeah. It's a solid it's what a solid it, fight. Where is the uh, just the yeah. That's without, what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, because I pulled up all the Check ads. under Saint. I don't need the yeah, it might be under yeah. Saint. <laughs> okay, yeah. It might not be under Preston Elliott's rock trivia game, but um Saint. We need that short version of yeah! it. Yeah. All right. Let me go to another caller and uh we have Ryan on the line. Hey Ryan, good morning. Uh, good morning. All right, Ryan. I'm sucking at this game today. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. How yeah. Preston plays doesn't matter because you're a player as well, Ryan. Remember, you have the right to agree or disagree. So, yeah! There we go. Awesome. All right, Preston, you ready? Yes. Which founding member of the Rolling Stones died in 1969? Wow. I think his name was Brian Jones. Brian Jones is the answer that Preston has given. Ryan, do you agree or disagree? I disagree. Disagree. You disagree. I'm so sorry, Ryan. Preston was right. Hey! Brian Jones. Man. Drowned in the swimming pool, Yes, right? he did, yeah. yeah. While he... eating a ham sandwich. No. Oh, no that was that Mama Cass. Mama Cass. And not really that either, but... Yeah, you know, that was a, that was a weird... I remember... Um, Hearing about when that happened and Brian Jones died, and I forgot who it was. Maybe it was uh, it was Keith Richards or somebody overheard uh, Mick, who was kind of coldly. Somebody had asked him, "What do we do now?" And he just said, "It goes on." Yeah, uh, but I wonder though. And stop and think about this. I've often thought about this in that case, or like like with the um, uh, with the Pink Floyd and Sid Barrett. Yeah. And you don't want to think this way. Well, they went on to be very, very successful. Right. Yeah. So would their presence... Yeah. I mean, I you know. can't you can't consider the possibility that an altered timeline would have ended in them not having what they had. Right, right. Yeah. That they kind of fizzle out. Right, right, you know? yeah. Because uh, the Stones, you know, were already uh, awesome, but they went on to astronomical uh, right. heights after he had passed away. All right, well, we're moving on. We're going to get another caller on the line. It is James. Hi, James. Good morning. Yeah, what's up, you guys? Raw. Oh. Thank you, James. Here we go. <laughs> All right. All right, Preston. What artist recorded and released the Berlin Trilogy between 1976 and 1979, which featured the albums uh, Low, Heroes, and Lodger? Which band? Which artist? Oh, um, David Bowie. Preston's answer is David Bowie. Uh, James, do you agree or disagree? Uh, disagree. I'm sorry, James. Uh, Preston is right. Oh, man. Sorry, James. David Bowie. Heroes should have given it away. Yeah, I right? need to do a deep dive on David Bowie. I've always said that. I know, I know, obviously, all the hits. And I know a few of the deeper tracks. Right. But I don't know the depth of David Bowie. That's a band. That's a uh, an artist I need to go back and really sink my teeth into. So he passed by me on the initial. Because yeah. I was right there, like the Diamond Dog stuff and, and all that stuff and, and uh, Ziggy. 
uh, Stardust and all that. And I was I was I was hearing it, and I was okay, okay, okay. And then I got to a point where I went back and I did, and then I was like, oh my god! Really? I didn't know how wide and varied his sound was, right. and you learn why. John Lennon and other artists just adored David yeah. Bowie. Yeah, he, was a, he had a he had this gorgeous, beautiful voice. Yeah. but he did some really odd things with yes. it. Yeah. He could just he could do straight, wonderful, uh, you know, crooning if he yeah. wanted to. But he did some really strange and experimental things, which is highly respectable. Uh, yes, he he kind of went against the grain, which is cool. All right, I'm going to go to another caller as we get back to the trivia game. <laughs> And it is Ryan D. that we're going to. Yo, Ryan, good morning. Hey, morning. All right, bud, we're playing the rock trivia game. You ready? All right. You ready, Ryan? Because we're going to go into this, and you you can agree or disagree. Remember, all the power is in your hands. Uh, Preston, what former Yardbird played guitar at the concert for Bangladesh? What former Yardbird played guitar, guitar at the concert for Bangladesh? Uh, one of the great instrumentalists, Mr. Jeff Beck. All right. Uh, Ryan, do you agree or do you disagree? Yes, I agree. He agrees. Hudson's on the streak. That is incorrect. Oh, what? Man. It is Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Oh, man. Oh, oh. Bangladesh. Yes. And um, George Clapton. Harrison yeah. would have been a part of that. Right. Sorry, Ryan, I screwed the pooch on that, man. Right. Well, but see, I pretended like I confidently <laughs> knew the answer. Uh, Jeff Beck was a great guess because that would have been in that in that realm. But yeah, I mean, he was a member of the Yardbirds, yeah. yep. wasn't he? he was, I right? believe he was. Yeah. 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 Now I'm Kathy? second guessing everything. I know he was in Aha. Uh, no. Kathy, be the fact checker, please. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll go next to uh, Louboutin. Going next to Jim. Uh, Jim, are you there? It's Tim, but yes, I'm here. All right, Tim. Tim we're getting ready to uh, play. Tim, formerly known as Jim. I enhanced that one. All right, Preston, here is your question. What was the band's lofty name before it became The Who? The band's lofty Lofty name name before it became The Who. All right. They were the Jet Set Tail Riders. The Jet Set Tail Riders, says Preston. (laughs) And Tim, do you agree or disagree? I have a feeling he's totally making this up, so I'm going to disagree. <laughs> Good God. What? what gave you any indication <laughs> that he was jet, the Jet Set Tail Riders? <laughs> it was the high numbers. You win. The high numbers? Yes, Tim. Wow. Yes. Never knew that. Uh, hang on, Tim. We got a prize for you. All right. We got tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen and IMAX plus free monster concessions. Legends collide in this long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons. As the fate of the world hangs in the balance in theaters, is streaming exclusively on HBO Max March 31st, rated PG-13. The High Riders? The High Numbers. The High Numbers. Yeah. And you I, think, I never knew that. You think they told that to somebody and somebody went, who? What? Yeah. And they, they, that's where they got the Wait name of the band. Wait a second. Yeah. I will go next to... It was Matt. either that or you're straight out of your goddamn mind. I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. Hey, Stella. Stella! Stella! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ready to play again. Yeah! All right, you listen up, Matt, because I'm going to give the question to Preston right now, and you can agree or disagree. What What Illinois band, Preston, released their 15th studio album, Find Your Way Home, in 2007? Could you repeat that again, please? What Illinois band, 
received released their 15th studio album, Find Your Way Home, in 2007. I'm going to say that's Chicago. He's saying Chicago. Matt, do you agree or disagree? That was pretty quick, so I'm going to go with I agree. That is incorrect. Oh, oh man, really? I was thinking the same thing. Christian, come on. <laughs> I didn't know the answer, man. That's a pretty good guess. Illinois, 15 yes, albums. Yes, Chicago, you'd figure. You know, Ario Speedwagon. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I knew they were out of Illinois. Oh, you said Illinois band. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I was thinking Chicago. Yeah. All right. Chicago I, is in Illinois. You are correct. Yeah. Um, but I was they just, just thinking, moved it there for the weekend. I knew they were. I, th- I think they're from, like, the Champaign area. Yeah. Uh, but let me go to. Champagne. Let's go to Doug, and we'll try it again. Yeah, yep. Rock trivia game. Yeah. All right, Doug, you ready? I love my family. <laughs> I love family. <laughs> All right. Preston. Yeah. What band, which included Randy Bachman, attracted an estimated 450,000 people to a 2003 concert, Canada's largest ever Ticketed outdoor event. Do you need that again? Uh, no, it's got to be Bachman Turner Overdrive. Preston says Bachman Turner Overdrive, Doug. What's not you... that? It's Mountain. I think he was in Mountain. I'm not sure. All right. But I'm going with Bachman Turner Overdrive. I uh, disagree. Okay. Good for you, Doug, because that's incorrect, oh, Preston. Right. What was it? The Guess Who. The Guess Who. God Ooh, damn it. Wow. Now. Wow. Do you win, Doug? Hang on the line. Now I got a guess who thing for you. All right. So, Doug, for you, we have our beer of the month. You have a case of Victory Brewing's new 6% hazy IPA brotherly love. A beer with purpose. Now available in 12 packs at Pinocchio's and Media. Why don't you pick up a Stromboli while you're there? And to learn more about this beer and its mission, visit victorybeer.com slash brotherly love cheers. So here's how I heard how their name came about, because you mentioned the Who earlier, and they were known as the High Nose Brand. But um, from what I understand is the group, and I don't remember their original name, but they had submitted a song to a radio station, and the radio station was playing it, and they uh, they were having people guess who... The band was oh. like a, uh, a mystery group, and people ended up calling later because they really liked the song, saying, "Hey, can you play that Guess Who band? Can you play oh, that, that, right. that Guess Who? Yeah. Is that right? Wow. Play that that Guess Who song." And they liked the sound of it, and they went with the Guess Who. That's I remember hearing an interview with one of the members. I don't know if it was Randy Bachman or not. Thank God they didn't end up as what is this crap? Yeah, <laughs> what is this crap you're playing? Yeah, uh, you know what? And I've always been interested in the. Botman Turner Overdrive, Guess Who, Mountain. Yes. There was a there was a group that had all. There were like a few groups that had all this incestual, yes. kind of like the uh, the Seattle scene did. There was bands members switched, were yeah. in and out of, like uh, of these bands. Yeah. So. All right, I'm just padding this because I suck today. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> trying to pretend like I know a lot. I'm going to go to John next. Hey, John. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the ga ga boo ba ba ga ga ba ba I nailed it again. If he says he nails it, he nails it. I'll look what he said. All right. Okay, John, get ready because we're going to give Preston this question right now. Preston, what British electronic rock band didn't make it to the moon but did play U.S. states on their tour of the universe? What British electronic band didn't make it to the moon but did play U.S. states on their tour of the universe. I like the way you're saying tour of the, the universe. universe. British electronic rock band? Band, yes. 
core of the universe. Hmm. I know there's an answer in there somewhere. and They I'm didn't to... make it to where? It's just their dumb question phrasing, okay. to the moon. Okay. That has no relationship for oh, really? the core of the universe. Okay. Yeah, it has yeah. Some, there's something celestial about the band, something space. Uh, and I, dude, I... Freaking don't know. This is, I'm, I'm like a full in the. I can't even think of a joke answer to okay. this. Um, <laughs> well, just give any anything, and it can be uh, you know uh, works of Shakespeare. It was the Baba to the Baba to do Baba Bugudogaya Baba Dab. I can't even do that right. I will say, what's that? Nailed it. Nailed it. Just like you, John. Uh, you want to take a guess? I electronic uh, band. I think uh, it's, yeah, it's Uranus's black hole, Preston. <laughs> oh my god! I will say, uh, man, nothing's coming to mind. This All is right. terrible. All right, Do John. You... John. Uh, John wins. John, yeah. you win. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it was Depeche Mode. Wow. What does that have to do with the universe? That's and the what moon I was saying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was okay. just bad phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Hey, John, congratulations, man. You just won yourself a case of our beer of the month. That's how you play the game. Which is Victory Brewing's new 6% hazy IPA brotherly love a beer with purpose. Now available in 12 packs at Pinocchio's in media. To learn more about this beer and its mission, visit victorybeer.com slash brotherly love cheers. And another shout out to Pinocchio's for being continued sponsor of Team WMMR Rock and Roller. They uh, have awesome supported food. us for years. Yep. Uh, Stop! <laughs> You're doing fine. Remember, Jeez. it's all their fault. I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go to Michelle next. Hey, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. All right, ah. Michelle. Hang in there. You know, you can say yes. You can say no. You can win if you just pay attention to Preston's answer. <laughs> I'm going to ask him a question right now. I think you get this one, Preston. Okay. I don't want to sway your opinion, Michelle. Here, but of which of his own songs? Did Dan Fogelberg say, and we're talking rock, Dan Fogelberg, <laughs> if there was one song in my lifetime I had been allowed to write, it would have been that one. We just disagree. Dan Fogelberg, we just disagree? Okay. Uh, Michelle, your uh, yes or no? Um, I'm going to say yes. No. no. <laughs> Isn't that the song we always sing? Uh, no. There ain't but, no good guy. No, that's Dave Mason. No uh, Dave Mason. <laughs> so Dan Fogelberg. Yeah. Longer what do you, than... Right. What do you think is the song that means the most to Dan Fogelberg? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the leader of the band oh is tired and his eyes are growing cold. I never liked that song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, Michelle. Well, you got the last lap. Dan Fogelberg's yeah. dead. <laughs> I was thinking Dave Mason. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll try Mark next. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It. Uh, Mark. Sorry to bother you at work. <laughs> no, I'm sorry to bother you with my terrible playing of this game this morning. Well, this is the game that no one would play with you. That's right, yeah. man. So you're, you're helping him uh, realize a dream here, Mark. So I'm going to present the question to Preston. Remember, you can agree or disagree. All what, right. All right. What trio's reunion tour? made them the world's highest-earning musicians in 2008. Uh, that would be the police. He says the police, Mark. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. He is right! Yeah. I got one, Mark. I got one. I did it. I did it. Hang on a second. 
Good. <laughs> we got a pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX Plus. Free monster concessions. Legends collide in this long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. It's in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max. March 31st, P- rated uh, PG-13. Paid. Um, Sting has a new album out. It's called Duets. Uh, so he's doing the interviews. And yeah. uh, he was asked recently about that reunion tour. And, I mean, he looks back on it sort of fondly. But he just sees it as kind of a... Money um, grab? Not a money get- grab, but a... Um, uh, just a retrospective, and it wasn't meant to be anything more than they just did it this one time, and it was kind of fun. It wasn't yeah. all that satisfying to him. He's really huh. about moving forward and writing, you know, new music and and, and collaborating, being a solo artist. But it was a great show. He he he's essentially, in so many words, without saying it directly, it's never going to happen again. Right, right. Uh, which is too bad. It was a phenomenal show. Since the Bank Park, loved it. yeah. yeah. Great. Wonderful. All right, we'll go next to uh, John M. How many more uh, questions we have, Steve? Uh, one, two, we have five or six. Okay, we'll yep. see how we can get through. Uh, we have John M. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. All right, you ready to play, bud? Let's roll. Remember, the power's with you, John. You can agree or disagree. Preston, which Beatle never played with the Plastic Ono Band? Wow. Which Beatle never played with the Plastic Ono Band? It's got to be Paul. He says, Paul, do you agree or disagree, John? Uh, I'm going to agree. He is right. Yeah, there you go. George Ringo kind of came in and out of uh, John's life musically uh, right. post-Beatles, but Paul, not so much. Not so much. What do we got for John, Case? For you, we have a case of Victory Brewing's new 6% Hazy IPA Brotherly Love, a beer with purpose. Now available in 12-packs at Pinocchio's Media. To learn more about this beer and its mission, visit victorybeer.com slash brotherly love. Cheers. Uh, by the way, somebody a little while back, we did see this, but uh, going back to the Depeche Mode question, yeah. they their album was called Sounds of the Universe, ah. hence the name of that tour. There we go. That's and somebody right. also says, Preston, if you don't know the rock uh, trivia answer, always ask it, answer uh, Cat, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, <laughs> which is from uh, The Wonders, by the way. Okay. So yes. That's a good idea. Captain Geach. I will go next to Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. This is Chris reporting live for WMMR. Oh, well done. <laughs> Our in-the-field reporter. We used yeah, to have a lot of in-the-field reporters. I love it. All right, let's uh, play the game. Yeah! All right, Preston, here's your next question. What human league chart topper was heard in a 2007 Super Bowl commercial for Chips Ahoy? <laughs> oh, don't you want me, baby? As one of my favorite commercials. <laughs> he is uh, seems enthusiastic, Chris. Do you say yes or no? He sounds pretty confident. We'll go with yes. Yes, right? Yeah. I love that talk. Hi, Case. What do we got for him? All right, for you, Chris. This Justin, Chris, you've won yourself a case of Victory Brewing's new 6% Hazy IPA, Brotherly Love, a beer with purpose. <laughs> now available in 12-packs at Pinocchio's Media. To learn more about this beer and its mission, visit victorybeer.com slash brotherly love. Cheers. This has been Casey reporting for Chris on President Steve 93.3 WMMR. By the way, uh, don't you want me, baby? Hey! hey! 
Don't you want that commercial was hilarious. It was one of the Chips Ahoy's cookies driving a car down the road singing that song. I went back and I've tried to find the original one where it was just the single cookie in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't find it. Can't I find it. the one where there's like a group of the cookies in the car. Mm. But I was looking at that not that long ago because it just, I love it. We're out of beer, by the way. We gave away all of our victory beer. No more beer. All right, we'll go to, we got to wrap this game up in a moment anyway. We have we'll three go more. John P. Good morning, John P. Morning, fellas. All right, John, playing Preston Elliott's rock trivia game. You ready? That no one will play with him. All right, here's a question to Preston. What stage name was adopted by Brian Hugh Warner based on the first name of a sex symbol and the surname of a murderer? Hmm. I wonder if that might be Marilyn Manson. He says, Marilyn Manson, John, do you agree or disagree? I agree with that. He's right! That was kind of a gimme. Yeah. All right, uh, John, you've won yourself a uh, pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX+. Plus, you got concessions. Legends collide in a long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons. It's available exclusively, streaming exclusively on HBO Max, March 31st, rated PG-13. All right, we will go two more. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Good morning. All right, bud. We're going to do this one more. Actually, two more times. Two more times. One of them. So All here right. we go. All right, this one might be difficult, but we'll go for it. All right. Preston, what colorful Detroit band applied memorably distorted guitar sounds to their hit version of House of the Rising Sun? What colorful Detroit band applied memorably distorted guitar sounds to their hit version of the House of the Rising Sun? To their hit version? Yes. Uh... So, so they redid House of the Rising Sun. Right. That's what it sounds like. Colorful Detroit band. Yes. Um, give me just a second to think about this. And I'm thinking about Detroit bands, thinking about colors. And I don't remember thinking anybody doing, doing a cover yeah. of uh, House of the Rising Sun. Um, this is obscure. Is it a little bit obscure? Yeah. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Ooh, says, good answer. He says, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Kevin, do you agree or disagree? Um, I'm going to agree with him. Oh, man. Oh, man. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. 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 I can't. No. I'm sorry. That's wrong, no. Kevin. No. Sorry. It's Frigid okay. Pink. Frigid Pink. I've never heard of them. Yeah, I actually have. Okay. Yeah, and I remember that version. Are they like a punky band or something? Yeah, they were just a crappy band. Yeah. Kevin. Um, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Dear God, Kevin. Kevin. Okay. One more to go. And we'll go to John. Hey, John. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, John. You're the last one. You ready? Yes, I am. All right. All right. Here we go, John. You can agree or disagree. Don't forget that. Preston, what band is the subject of the film Shine a Light? Shine a Light. Yes, it is a documentary. I will say it is Pink Floyd. He says Pink Floyd. John, do you agree or disagree? He sounds pretty confident, so I'm going to have to uh, um, agree with him. He is wrong. Ah. Oh, I was thinking man. Shine on You Crazy Diamond. It is That's a Rolling Stones. Stone. What? Yeah. Damn, man, Martin John. Stone. Sorry I let you down, brother. All good. All right, take care. Man, that was bad today. <laughs> you were bad. Do me a favor. 
grab one random card right. and just read the first question that pops up on there. Right, I got to get one right to end here. Anything. Right, here we go. All right, I'm going to take this one. Don't even second guess it. Not even. What Los Angeles band released a single California Dreamin' in 1966? <laughs> oh. Mama's in the pocket. Thank you. I got one right. Dear God. All right. Well, thank you for playing uh, the game, dear friends. Question Elliot! Rock Trivia Game! Gave some stuff away, made some people happy. So yes. That's, that's what we're doing here. And we learned something. If you're not careful. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Kira Sedgwick will be joining us about an hour from now. And we have a chance for you to win a tattoo from Bob Dodge's new runic tattoos. Uh, you can go to, or you actually can just send us a uh, text, the word tattoo, to 39333, and you might win. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. So make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at Radio.com. By the way, Mackle Squirts is out today. Uh, he, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's Mackle Squirts. He's got the squirts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Marissa's in the studio with us uh, this morning. I forgot <sighs> to mention that a couple of times. What was the culprit? He, he, I think he said he, he had said a... it was Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. So he had, he had gotten carry out and said it was bad. So, yeah. That well, sucks. I remember the right two times with food poisoning. And I remember the, uh, again, it, it was, uh, I can remember every aspect of it. I can remember how important Gatorade and Pedialyte was on the other side. I remember losing on the second round, which was... Uh, it was supposed to be chicken lo mein, it was pork lo mein, and it was bad pork. Uh, and uh, I remember losing about nine, eight, nine pounds in a matter of like uh, 36 hours. It was Both just- times I had food poisoning, I remember, same thing specifically, yeah. you know, like what happened. It was one of the worst sicknesses <laughs> I've ever had. I spent, I mean, the good part of a full day laying on the cold tile in my bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. And that was how I, the only way I could. You, and you couldn't yeah. move. And then uh, mine, the whole next day, I yeah. was sick because I was so dehydrated. I had like an awful headache mm. and still couldn't yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. I was down in St. John for a wedding that I was in, so I missed, oh. and it was Thanksgiving night that Oof. I got it because I had some bad fish. Yeah. So I was sick all night, and then the next day while everyone was like getting ready for the wedding, I was just like hunched over in bed, but... I've never looked as great as I did in those photos. So it was as skinny yeah. as I had ever been. <laughs> you mentioned weight loss. I, I've got a story to to piggyback on that, but real quick, Casey wanted to do, and uh, we're talking about squirts, he wanted yeah. to do a shard out. Well, it's more of a butt plug, and I can do it later if you want to just continue. Uh, Since we're up the ass, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is a butt plug. It is for the uh, Ben to the Shore bike tour. Registration opened yesterday. Ah. So uh, if you are interested in joining uh, Team WMMR Rock and Rollers, you can go to my Twitter page. Uh, I have a pinned tweet. Uh, you can either, if you don't want to ride and you just want to donate, you can donate there. But if you want to ride, there's also my last couple of tweets or ways that you can join my team. Uh, you know, all funds for the ride uh, raised will help support our region's first responders, and they're going to help. They're trying to help build healthy connections between the communities that they serve. So, you know, that that's why I ride. Uh, but also, Team WMMR for the past few years has been the talk of the ride with our jerseys. Yes, this I know year, that. This year's jersey, it's a surprise, as they are every single year. But if you if you ride with my team and if you do the minimum fundraising, which is $200, you get a jersey. 
All right, you don't have to pay any extra for the jersey. But uh, again, like it is the talk of the town, and registration is now open. The ride is going to be August 29th, so they moved it back an entire month, and it's going to be the uh, August 29th, which is a Sunday. So uh, I'll be I'll continue over the next you know few months or whatever yeah. to, to uh, yeah. uh, plug this stuff. But registration is now open. All, all right, right, excellent, excellent. cool. Uh, yeah. So when you were uh, you were talking about you know losing all that weight, uh, I noticed this thing uh, that I thought. Oh, Yes, it is. Right out of the ass and into noticing. Right out of the ass? Well, we were talking about uh-huh. butt plugs. That's true. All right, so a year after the WHO declared COVID-19 a global pandemic, more than half of U.S. adults report undesired weight change. And that's either way, uh, by the yeah. way. That's gaining or losing. The numbers are interesting. So the American Psycho- Psychological Association reports 61% of adults have experienced weight loss or weight gain unintentionally over the last year. Now, according to the APA, 42% uh, report gaining more weight than intended. So, And 18% say they lost more weight than they wanted. So it stands to reason more people gained weight. Sure, yeah. A little less activity and so on. But this is what I found interesting. The average amount of weight gain amongst those people... 29 pounds. So, and all the people that I've seen, I haven't seen any kind of weight gain like 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people, I think most people would say maybe a vacillating, maybe 10, 15 up or down. I haven't really seen people, so I don't, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Those people that I know uh, that, that I haven't seen in a yeah. year, I haven't really seen them. And we're also, so I'm not sure. We're wearing masks, you know, so that might hide some hide stuff. Hide our fat faces. It might. <laughs> I'd like to smash your fat, <laughs> fat face. face. <laughs> uh, now, the average amount of weight loss was 26 pounds as well. That's a lot, man. It is. Good for Both ways, people. that's a lot. Uh, besides eating more, medical experts say weight can be affected by a change in sleep, uh, increased alcohol consumption, and we've, there's probably been a bit of both. And no. mental, just mental state in general. Yeah, well, that's it as yeah. well. Doctors say the pandemic has also taken a toll on mental health and stress can have a direct impact or undesired weight loss. Uh, and then you consider the financial impact as well that people are going through. So it can it can cause, you know, um, anxiety and therefore you might eat less and it might uh, be, be a direct result of the weight loss. Or the other way around, you are a little more slothy and uh, and not doing as much and you're you're eating a lot. Everything that I was doing, I had access to before because I had a I've, I've always had workout equipment at home. I have I also have the, the gym that I that I go to and that's been, you know, uh, that's been more relaxed and, and able to go back to to Vertex. But uh, that and then hiking is always available because the outside doesn't go away. And, uh, you know, the treadmill and stuff. So I, I never I never I didn't have that much of a vacillation. In in weight, it's it kind of stayed the same, so that's good. Yeah, I did I did more you know walking early on, hiking, obviously biking, cycling, and stuff. And and the the cycling was uh, great because yeah. it was it was I was able to get out. I'm not crowded. Casey, you know? speaking yeah. of that, a couple of people are texting in. Uh, Bert Kreischer mentioned your uh, bend to the shore or your uh, yeah. What is that? What they call it? Yeah, now? Bend to the Shore bike tour. The Bend to the Shore bike tour on uh, the new Two Bears podcast just yesterday. Aww. That's interesting. Said it damaged his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. But it also introduced him to Uncrustables. Oh yeah. So you take the good with the bad. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he was complaining. No. About it. I was just saying that was the first time he's ever ridden that far. So it is definitely a concern for people when because you know, I think there are a lot of people that are interested in cycling, but it, it's the the listen. Seat. 
Yeah. If you drop a nut, but you pick up on crustables, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. So it's, the concern is what? It, well, it, your ass, your balls, the seat, and all that. You you do sort of tend to build up, not not calluses, you That's know. That's from but the King's like, speech, isn't it? <laughs> Whether it's ass or balls. <laughs> Uh, but you do get used to it, right? I used to have a padded seat, and I would wear two pairs of bike shorts. I don't do that anymore. I use one pair of bike shorts. I'm comfortable. I get out on the bike for You've two to You've got firmed three up, right? Yeah. 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 No, I, listen, there's too many people that do it that don't experience issues, and I think yeah. that just comes through acc- acclimation, right? Well, yeah, and then also, so I just bought a bike at Keswick Cycle, and they measured me. Steve, they actually sat me on this block. Just sit down here. I'm going to measure your testicle. <laughs> I just sat on his on this guy's hands, right. and he kind of, you know, groped mm. around a little bit. He goes, okay. Yeah, lefty's a little big. <laughs> no, but I sat on this block that had these sensors on it. And, really? Uh, yeah. And it it uh, measured the the width between my like uh, yeah. my ass bones. Yeah. And it said, okay, this is the seat that you need. It was it was crazy. I, I love like, that. Yeah. Because honestly, that's one of the, the the most daunting aspects of it is is the seating. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Here's a lot of text coming. This system says I lost forty pounds intentionally by spending thirty minutes a day, three times a week on the past year on my elliptical in my basement. Nice. So. Yeah. I got motivated. I've lost about 15 pounds in the last month or so. Right. And that's because I've started eating right. Yeah. I started really, eating again. is everything. Well, yeah. Yeah. Being, so for me, I started a whole new, or brought me back to like uh, a workout routine. Like I was kind of, uh, I would work out every week. I, I always have, but it brought me back to going. You're powerlifting is and, what you do. Well, yeah. no, actually, I, I am weightlifting more oh, now good. during since the, the pandemic started um, because I, I get bored quickly. So I'll do like a spurt of yoga and I go, you know, three, four, five days a week and then I'll do running and I'm running every day and I like wear myself out. So I've actually gotten myself into like a pretty healthy routine where I'm doing, you know, yoga a certain amount of days a week and then lifting a certain amount and then, uh, you know, running outside a certain amount and adding cardio to each workout. And but I think I've only missed I would say a handful of days this for an entire year. Okay, I worked out right. I worked out harder and heavier lately than you know, which is which is good. But I I I think also what people need to do is do what you're doing now. You're what you classically call a spurter because you take. (laughs) But 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 that whole thing of changing up your exercises. Um, so that you can be interested in what you're doing next yeah. or enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Keeps um, it fresh. It keeps you fresh. And yeah. I started working with a trainer who's making it, helps, you know, yeah. interesting too. And for those who struggle to get started on it, and, and I found this because I, I go through waves. I'll, I'll be very, you know, diligent and then I'll, I'll take a break or something happens. I have an injury or I get sick and then I get lazy and then I go back to my right. old ways. But then having to restart it again, I find about, takes about 10 to 12 days to get into your routine. And once you hit that routine, it becomes very easy. But you have to get that routine and you have to get over that hump of getting used to. And it sucks at first, but once you get past just that little bit, you start to want it. You, you know will I mean? uh, listen. It's great. No and you can do this. You can do it if it's if it's a concern of yours. There are gonna be crap days where you're gonna go, I don't want to do yeah. this. But once you've had enough times remembering how good you felt after yeah. getting it done, mm-hmm. uh, then then it becomes okay. Like I was, my my wife and I, she she works out as well. I I, work, I mean, I exercise every day. She does uh, she does a lot of exercising as well. And I always say, listen, 
you know, well, it was, well, it was a re- really good workout. He said, but you did something that a lot of people just didn't even try today. So remember yeah, that. that. Just yeah. that effort alone was worth it. Uh, so I was in January, I was given a, a plank challenge, right? So every single day I did a plank, and, and each day it skipped up, you know, yeah. like 30 seconds or whatever. So it started with a 30-second plank on January 1st, yeah. ended with a five-minute plank on January 31st. And, you know, believe me, that five-minute plank was really difficult. And then I took that into February doing a push-up challenge. Started right. with 10 push-ups. Ended with 100 push-ups. And then now this month I'm doing the wall sit challenge. Started with a 30-second wall sit. Now I'm at uh, today I think is three-minute wall sits. And what I've done as a result is I continue to do uh, plank and push-ups in addition to the wall sit. So if your concern is going into a gym with COVID, you don't have to. There right. are a ton of different exercises that you can do at home, and you don't have to do it all at once. I think you know the other daunting aspect of working out is is – Doing it all at once, and you can ease into these things. And also, totally. statistically, yeah, totally. g- like gyms are not proving. I mean, they're 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 taking the precautions. If you you can tell if they're taking the precautions, it's it's a safe yeah. thing. But still, and, people. Yeah, are, but if you are, still yeah, don't yeah. want to do then it, don't, yeah. you can do it at home. And by the way, speaking of doing it at home, this is, and then we're going to move on to something else. If you have the money, uh, the Oculus Quest or any of those Great. VR systems, yeah, yeah. they you can get a hell of a workout <laughs> and be interested because you're playing a game. Wait, yeah, well, yeah. so you mean playing? Why you're act- getting a workout? All right, so we have one. Uh, so playing an actual game, you're not doing a workout on, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you, playing, you, you're moving around like you can do virtual squats. You know, no, I'm kidding. No, you, but I mean, there's there's like a games like uh, Beat Saber where you're moving yeah, your yeah. arms around and you're stepping and, and squatting and moving. We have uh, that. to avoid yeah. uh, you know the the things that are coming at you. Oh, okay. And next thing you know, you're done. You're like, damn, dude. <laughs> and next thing you're like, I'm sore. Yeah. And you had fun while doing it, and that's that's the key. It keeps ah, the fun in there. Okay. It's competitive. You try to do better each time. I'm gonna try that. And it's it's worth it, Kath. And I you'll also, love it because it's beat oriented. So yeah, there's a yeah. little dance involved. I also run into these uh, situations where I tend to eat like a garbage disposal and so <laughs> you lay on your back and people I, I feed just, food into I your mouth. can't help it man but i'm telling you if you can find somebody to sit across from you and make you feel bad about the way you eat yeah uh, it'll it'll stop Wait, okay. for 15 straight minutes <laughs> i've been watching you putting your big fat f- fingers into your disgusting mouth which is filled with god knows what kind of f- bacteria and then you take the same big fat f- filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption. What the f*** are you thinking, John? Well, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Just don't do it again. That's from Black Mass. Yeah. It's a movie you should see. Johnny Depp at his best. All right. I noticed other things to day two. Come on. And uh, one of the things I did notice that uh, not only, you know, exercising more, maybe keeping an eye on your weight if you're at home, people trying to do that to distract themselves with the... Still under restrictions, but obviously watching television has been uh, a big thing. And a surge in classic TV comedies has been taking place. Um, so much so, uh, well, here's the deal. Over, overall, comedy viewing on TV did drop 9% in 2020. The audience grew substantially, though, for a variety of long-gone sitcoms from 1960s The Andy Griffith Show to Friends, this is according to Nielsen. Last year, uh, NBC's Friends, which ended its 10-year run in 2004, was the most watched comedy on broadcast or cable TV. So wow. it's they're available on HBO Max. You know, and HBO Max has, has been had to delay that Friends reunion. 
But it, it it cracks me up that that's the case. And, and stations like MeTV and yeah. all the retro, sh- you know, now th- these are Nielsen, so this is broadcast. But it's it's still, it's amazing. But it was a 30% jump from 2019. 30%. Wow. It's amazing. And it's the younger kids that yeah. are watching yeah. it. You know, it's, it's the school-age kids that went back and are watching the whole yeah. thing. I mean, it's everywhere. Like, Target has friends' sweatshirts and sweatpants and T-shirts and <laughs> all of it. But not just friends. I mean, like, across the board. So, Andy Griffith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this show's from the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. It grew 30%. What about uh, Love Boat? It's not on this list. <laughs> Love Boat's less a sitcom than it is a, uh, I mean, there, it, it has it has powerful episodes, it does. too. Does it have a laugh track, though? Uh, yes. It does, okay. yes. So you also have uh, Roseanne saw a 70% viewing surge. The original Roseanne or the Connors? Uh, Roseanne, yeah. the original, yeah. Uh, behind Friends, as far as the most growth, uh, is uh, The Big Bang Theory. And then Two and a Half Men, according to Nielsen, which did not include streaming in its ranking. Uh, but that's one reason why Friends, along with Big Bang, is a cornerstone of new streaming service HBO Max, which still plans to air a cast reunion for uh, after nearly a year's delay, as you were saying, Steve. The growth rate was even larger for some shows with casts that are more representative of uh, diversity as well. So year-to-year viewing of ABC's Family Matters. I loved that show, man, uh, which was on from 89 to 98, uh, focused on a black family, of course, skyrocketed. We're recording 11.4 billion viewing minutes wow. for a 390%, 392% increase from 2019. Uh, so then it says, so yes, Urkel, you did do that. Uh, George Lopez uh, recorded nearly 11 billion viewing minutes and a 113% jump. And the Bernie Mac show was up 71% with 3.3 billion minutes. I, I enjoyed the Bernie Mac show a lot. Yeah, so you got MeTV, and I know, Steve, you watched mm. that. That's where you, you yeah. catch the love boat. Uh, there's also Antenna and then Comet. Yeah. Right? And those are all exclusively old sitcoms, right? There's there's no new programming on those channels. There's just tons. Like, if you go on to some of the app channels or app systems, like, like the Pluto Networks, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find all of those shows. You'll find, uh, like, Wings, apparently, like, I, I've now found is available okay. on a couple of different sources. So what happens is it's a it's nostalgia. It takes you out of the bullcrap, and I I don't know how long this will last as things start to open up, yeah. you know, and things start to get back to normalcy. But it is really it is uh, it's the it's the television equivalent of uh, comfort food. I love Lucy had three nine point three billion minutes up eight uh, percent. Full House up thirty five percent. Good times. Was up twenty four percent. Fresh Prince of Bel Air was up thirteen uh, percent. And according to Nielsen, the report says while the comedy genre is always popular, comedy viewing over the past year highlights a resurgence of nostalgia programming. When when audiences uh, needed a break from reality, they traveled back in time to tried and true picks like Friends, Family Matters, The Golden Girls, and Two and a Half Men. Do you remember, like, the power of, like, uh, must-see TV when that, you had NBC's Thursday yeah. night lineup when you had Cosby and Friends and uh, uh, Cheers and and, uh, yeah. and and Wings and, and uh, you know, I mean, and then they would go into their 10 o'clock slot, which is always something like L.A. Law. I mean, there was, it was just, you couldn't top it. It was a juggernaut. Yeah. And, and then Friday night, what was the Friday night lineup? Because that was on called. ABC. It was called TGIF. TGIF. Right, yeah. right. It was ended with 2020, but it was like uh, Dinosaurs and Boy Meets World and Full House oh, was in there for a little bit. Perfect Strangers. Was Dinosaurs step step. on Friday nights? No, Perfect Strangers was the Wednesday night show. I think Perfect Strangers was in the very beginning of TGIF. 
Mm. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. I don't know. I never paid attention to the schedules. You guys, whenever yeah. you bring up I must did. see TV, oh, I have yeah. no idea. I mean, I vaguely remember, but I couldn't tell you what nights, what shows were on, and I just all remember that Full thing. House was Friday. Oh, there was a yeah. time I could recite the entire the entire <laughs> television schedule. I remember Friday night video fights. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> once once videos. cable came into the mix, it became more difficult to know what everything was on. But mm-hmm. when you had networks and a few cable channels, you know, like Fox and stuff like that, yep. it was like okay, I can handle this. Uh, all right, I noticed uh, something else, too. Uh, with, what has he noticed? I noticed, and I know you hate this, Steve, but uh, board games have been games. have <laughs> been huge uh, in the pandemic. We've been we've played like we've never played before in my family. We play board games all the time, like every weekend now. I envy people who enjoy uh, it. I love it. So the makers of Monopoly are looking to update the decades-old game. and the not goddamn game ever created. Not like they've done before because there's, there's a gazillion versions of Monopoly, but they're asking for the public's help in the game's community chest cards. They are going to give them a makeover because huh. some of it's dated. And I think the, the amounts are dated and all that stuff, but, you know, there's like, you know, you win second place in a beauty pageant and there's life insurance cards and and all of that. So they they want to freshen those up. I should to make them more contemporary. See what the old ones are. Yeah, like, you know, you the the, the bank error in your favor and yeah. you know and you you earn dividends and blah blah blah. So Is gonna, Bitcoin represented yet in the um... I don't think so. Yeah. In fact, I I know it's not. So maybe stuff like that right. is going to start to to pop up. They want to freshen it up. Uh, and they want your OnlyFans page becomes a hit. They want, to, yeah, <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. Uh, or this video went viral, and now you, you know, right? So um, <laughs> they uh, they they want to have more inclusivity and helping others, focusing on those cards. All sixteen cards are getting a refresh. That video of Ray J taking you from behind becomes a success. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a billionaire. You get your own show, and you're a billionaire. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to have fans getting a vote on which new cards make the cut. The statement, according to Hasbro's uh, Eric Nyman, said the world has changed a lot since Monopoly became a household name more than 85 years ago. And clearly today, community is more important than ever. So it's community chess. So they want to focus on helping others. Um, he said, we felt like 2021 was the perfect time to give fans the opportunity to show the world what community means to them through voting uh, uh, through voting on new community chess cards. We're really excited to see what new cards get voted in. So I haven't seen the selections as of yet. Yeah. I'm sure something like community, uh, Mc- community face will end up as one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so they will have that, and there's you can go online and, and vote for them when they're eventually up. So I did not. What is your favorite board game? Click on, uh, well, right now it's uh, Settlers of Catan, right. which we play every week. It's such a blast. But as far as like a classic, uh, sorry was always a lot of fun. Sorry, man. yeah, we, that's a, that's a fun family game too. I mean, we enjoyed I enjoyed Monopoly, but at some point, Monopoly always petered out. Like there was no definitive end. Sorry has a definitive end. Yeah, that's one never, of the reasons like, I hate Monopoly. Yeah. I don't know that I ever played until the end. Maybe like one time, yeah, but it was like days. But it was bored. like days. You'd leave the you just, board you out. Just die of boredom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about card games? I we. Uh, uh, played Pinochle a lot in college, and I've actually uh, there are there are apps you can do on your phone, and so a couple of my college friends and I have reconnected and play Pinochle on our phones, you know, in our own homes, but together. 
Yeah, we're, we're we're card players, and I always grew up as card players in my house because we always played uh, Rummy Five Hundred. Right. Uh, there's a game called Continental. We used to play all the time. Thirty One is a regular one we play. Lately, we've been playing Presidents, which is another name for a holes. Right. For a hole. Uh, we played Hearts uh, as a family, like my me and my brother and my learn dad. That game. It's it's easy. I mean, it's, it really is a, a fairly easy game. And if you know how to play that, then it's similar to spades. It's also there's similarities with pinochle as well. Right. And those are Never fun games. Pinochle. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, we'd play Crazy Eights and Old Maid oh, and, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, Go Fish and stuff like Your that. Your wife gave us um, like a domino set. Oh, I love dominoes. Um, Just played dominoes with Casey the other night? At yeah. Mexican at, train? That was, that's cool. I never, I don't think I ever sat down and played until she gave that to us. That was like over quarantine and mm-hmm. that's cool. I like playing I that. don't know what it is about my, my I think it's, again, my uh, my inability to focus uh, for, uh, you know, on <laughs> stuff long? like that. It just drives me crazy. The perfect board game for me would be a game called Flip the Board. Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad and I played a lot of uh, backgammon. Okay, and, that's a fun uh, game. Mancala? is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have like the four um, uh, gems, the, mar- the marble, marbles, yeah. yeah, and you like collect them along the way. Oh, okay, I tell you what, uh, chess and chess is a game I can enjoy because that that'll that'll wrap up. You know, if you're you're playing along, it doesn't have to take forever. And checkers, uh, actually, my wife is really good at backgammon. Okay, um, and she plays a lot of games. She's she's. Uh, really good, and she taught me that. I just have to keep reteaching me, but it is right. it is a fun game. What about you and card games? Can you get, sit down and play a Rummy Five Hundred or gin uh, or blackjack and and casino games? I can do a little bit, okay. but even then, I'm not that. I lose interest quickly. Yeah, those are quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gin you can play for a little while, which is fun. Rochelle bought me, and I asked for it. And I haven't learned it yet, but uh, mahjong. Mahjong uh, is gonna, a, seems gonna, a little bit more elaborate. I'm going to try and figure that out. I'm going to have to watch some videos and see what that's all about. Oh, I love that game. I played a lot on uh, on the computer. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, like okay. that and Minesweeper. Right, the Chinese checkers <laughs> goal is to get is to get all the colors. Um, the opposite right, side of the board. Right, yes. I recall. So, um, All right, so that's, uh, that's out there. If you want to vote for that, you'll be able to. Uh, I also noticed a few things popping up in the world of automotives. And, uh, you know, obviously... A lot of auto dealers are going uh, the electronic route. I think Volvo said they're going to be, I think it was by 2025, they're going to be exclusively electric. But I saw this. Now, these are concepts, but Jeep uh, has come out with some concepts for their electric versions. And uh, color me intrigued. So I love this name. They're going to call this. Now, these are concepts, Mike. But the Wrangler Magneto. Magneto. That's uh-huh. cool. I wonder if they're going to have to license that. Looks like a regular powered, regular gas powered Wrangler Rubicon model. I mean, with the with the grill on the front yeah. and everything, it looks exactly the same. Oh, wow. But powered by a battery and highly unusual electric drivetrain that might appeal to off road enthusiasts. Uh, in order to make electrification work in a regular Wrangler body, Jeep couldn't place the electric motors directly on the axles as one usually might. Rather, uh, it put the motor, which is called an axial flux motor, under the hood to power a regular Wrangler drive Wrangler drivetrain with a few upgrades, including a two-speed transfer case and a six-speed manual transmission. Interesting. For electric, yeah. electric. So they match the electric motor and torque to the uh, Wrangler's regular Penstar V6 engine. It'll get a uh, 285 horsepower and 273 pound-feet uh, of torque, but... The full torque comes in much more quickly, not instantly, allowing for acceleration from 0 to 60 in 6.8 seconds. That sounds like that's slow, but with four battery packs, 
powering this, um, it changes the weight uh, to 5,750 pounds, which is about 1,750 pounds more yeah. with the combustion engine in it. What's the warning in elec- an electric car when it's going to die? The warning? Yeah, like what? Like, you know, know. We'll, we'll get like a low fuel warning. Like, And yeah. does it start to slow down or does it just die? Uh, I, I think you... I, oh, I don't know. I would imagine it just dies on you. But. Yeah, I mean, if you take it all the way to that level, I'm sure there are all sorts of red flags that would let you know that you're... Because, I mean, it's not like you yeah. go, right, and, and like you fill up your tank. It has to sit for a little while, correct? Uh, yes. The, the, the fastest charge speed I've heard um, is, is like the, um, the uh, Porsche... And Audi, the new Audi uh, recharge system, I think Audi is actually using the Porsche recharge system, which is 15 minutes for a full charge. Oh, okay. Oh, no That's kidding. not that bad. Yeah. 15, 15 to 20 minutes? minutes for a full charge. Do you guys yeah. see the um, charging stations on the back side of our building? Yeah. 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 yeah, there's an entire row just for electric cars. Can you do a quick check, Marissa? I, I think, I think it, yeah, I think that's, uh, they get a really quick charge. I know that. Uh, we recently brought a, uh, bought a hybrid. And that takes about two hours uh, right. to charge up with the with the stage two uh, charging setup. If you're just using the regular plug, and it takes like a dozen. So you can charge hours. at home, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also places you can stop to charge if you need to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here was my thing, and and so you know if you do like there's there's a great uh, there's a documentary out now about how you know like the, the, there the, the trade off on batteries and the mining and 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 you know yeah, the, yeah. the amount of coal that goes into the creation of of the car batteries and you think it's a very linear thing so there there are trade offs but i think ultimately as we start to perfect that and as the cars become more sleeker and more fun and and more interesting more interesting to drive I, you know people will start to to pour it over and um those are the big issues the recharge and that was one of the big issues for me. But the thing to consider is every time you go home, you're at a gas station. Every time you have your... You, you, you can plug you in can at plug home. In. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, and then, Steve, you should have seen there was a picture of this other concept Jeep that they have. I think it was like this beach. I showed I showed it to you, Casey, yesterday, yeah. the orange one. Uh-huh. It looks so cool. It looks just badass. Uh, here, text, uh, or this uh, Wikipedia article says, for many electric cars, you can add up to 100 miles of range in about 35 minutes. Uh, so they, they typically can go over 300 miles with the charge up, but I don't know what the, uh, I'm going to check the new the, one will yeah. be. Yeah, Kathy, to your point too, like my car, when it is getting low on gas, the, the gas stations start popping up on my map. And oh, I think really? that's what electric cars do too. Like when you're getting low on power, they start like alerting you like, Hey, pull over right now. Here's a station but nearby. See that, but that's what my question was, is how long it charged? Because you have to plan that. If you got to sit for a half an hour, yeah. you're not just pulling over and filling up your tank in five right. minutes. Right. You know, you got to plan ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to be ready to go. But yeah, if, that, you, if you're taking a long driving trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're going to have to consider that for sure. I know for a fact that I saw that they, 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 the big goal is to get them down, and I the saw somewhere time, yeah. that the big charger, the one that they're working on that is really revolutionizing things, is that Porsche charger. I'll, I'll do a little bit more research on that. So this this Jeep Magneto uh, press is is just a concept right yep. now. We don't know if or when it's it's actually going to be in the market. You, you can never guarantee no, that no. they make it, and that that pisses me off. And you go to like like I lo- I would love to, you know the car show is always wonderful at the uh, convention center, yeah, because you can go and see these. These cars that they're, you know, that are, that are, oh, may, please let 80% of this make it to market because it's such a cool looking car. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't. But even know? if that uh, particular model doesn't ever make it to the market, like if they can do this color scheme that, that uh, exists with this little uh, mock-up, it is a, it's a cool looking Jeep. It's, it's white. It's got uh, black 
wheels, but it's got like blue interior and blue uh, like uh, roll bars, a roll cage. Yeah, it, that's a nice looking Jeep. Even if they just put that in the regular Rubicon, would be cool. Yep. All right, so that's something they're working on. Uh, do I? We got a wrap, right? We do. Yeah, because yeah. we've got. We got Kira Cedric coming Kira up. Cedric, she has a sitcom on that I watch. Yeah. All right, so uh, thank you for allowing me to share these things that I have noticed with you. We shall come back in a moment. The bizarre file is up too, but yeah, Kira Cedric, call your mother is the show that she's promoting. So we'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Stay there because we will be back in just a moment. MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. So our guest is ready to go. It's a beautiful day in the city of Philadelphia, by the way, going up to damn near 70 degrees. Ooh, love that. Fantastic. As beautiful as a smile on our next guest. Yes. She's got an infectious smile. And her husband is from Philadelphia as well, who we've had on this program many, many, many times. And would love to talk to her every time. So please welcome, from Call Your Mother, Kira Sedgwick to the show. Good morning, Kira. Hi, you guys. Thanks so much. Of course. Of course. It's great to have you on. Uh, And congratulations on Call Your Mother, a very fun show and a theme of which i need to <laughs> you're approaching i well i just i need to call my mom regularly <laughs> or i face you know hell hath no fury uh but it's a good thing to always call your mom no but it's a uh it's an interesting you know empty nest uh type of situation and how old are your uh you're in kevin's uh kids uh kira 31 and 29. Okay, so yeah, that's uh you you you've you've dealt with the empty nester thing, but it's something that's prevalent for a lot of people. Um uh, and and when I you know and the show and I watch I have been watching the show. My wife and I very much enjoy it. And and it does it it has a different dynamic because it's someone who's finding it hard to disconnect. You you play the mom who ends up with your older older kids, uh, um you know, they're they're adults now. And they initially sort of like, no, this is not a scenario we want. And then they realize it might be kind of cool to have mom around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. She's got some stuff to offer. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I think they're both, they're all learning from each other, right? Like she's still learning from her kids and they're still learning from her. And I don't know about you, but I feel like, I feel like with kids in general, like the rules keep changing. As a parent, you're like, "Oh, I was I was allowed to ask that question last week, but this week it's like, Mom, <laughs> never ask that question again." <clears throat> and so, and I think that it continues as they get older. It's like there's this weird dance of like, "I want you and I, I, you know, they want to be in your you to be in their life, but then they're like, absolutely not get the get the hell away from me." So it's like there's like a push pull that happens constantly, and it's it makes things interesting. That's for sure. But well, it also can be stressful, but also very funny. The show depicts it well and and, and what really works is and it, this would be critical to any show like this is that you have to believe that there's some sort of familial bond between you and, and the kids and it's obviously you guys all get along as actors and and there is they seem like siblings and they seem like they're treating you like mom uh was, was there a lot of, of of casting effort or did you just hit it right out of the park you know it's so funny that you say that because i think we really hit it right out of the park i mean I, these guys were cast i mean 
I, you know, I am a producer on the show, but um, I didn't get a lot of, um, you know, consultation with the casting. Um, and I was so grateful that the kids ended up as as great as they were. But I mean, even just the, even if someone gives a great audition, you can never tell what it's like, what it's going to be like until you're actually, you know, on set with them working. And these kids are amazing, and they really seem like brother and sister to me. And they I do. Think very much seem like that my kids too um yeah it's really remarkable they're they're very funny they're very good and we feel very familial so you ha- yeah you, and you have a good pedigree behind this because the showrunner for the new adventures of old christine which i always thought was a really good show that it didn't get a, as much of a um a run as it, as it should have gotten is is behind this and uh you know so was was that something that's sort of universal to you and 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 the other producers and everything this notion of um, dealing with the the empty nester phenomenon on on the side of the parent. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Look, I I know that Carrie has three kids, and you know what she says is, uh, you know, <clears throat> I didn't. Unlike Jean, she didn't get on a plane and move, you know, move close to her kids. But that was only because they wouldn't let her. You know, I mean, I think yeah. I think the inclination is like, well, goddamn it, I've been here all along. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? You know. Kira, do you do you get uh, feedback from your adult, adult kids on you know TV shows or projects that you do? They do they uh, a do they watch and b do they offer up anything to you? It's so funny. They they you know I mean most of their lives they had absolutely no interest in watching anything that we did, and now I think they they kind of know that you know we actually. You know, we kind of like it when they watch our stuff. So, you know, I, I, I really do think that they genuinely like the show. And, and it's an easy watch. I mean, it's like it's 20 minutes, you know, and it's like 20 minutes out of your life. It's really so hard. So, you know, That's, yeah, you said that just like a parent, by the way. Yeah, do you send them little calendar updates? Don't forget, tonight at 930, you know. Exactly. Call your mother. Call your mother. Well, you know, it's funny because they actually, they they both think that Gene is very much like me and that I am very much like Gene. And I'm okay. like, no, I'm not. But you really Really know, and they're like, yeah, but really, yeah, you really are. <laughs> well, it, which, what you represent, I think, and it's represented well on the show, is that you are, you had, you you were obviously and have the the hip mom elements to to you, but you also there's just things that that parents was oh, you know, and I hear them say it all the time. It's like I'm not going to be that parent. I'm not going to be the person, the parent that says that, and then they end up being that parent, and and that comes too. But I, I'd have to say. I mean, you. Whatever you're doing, you had to have done something right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did your son ask you, your older son, uh, uh, to go on a, a like a, a trip yeah. in, in a Penske truck? Yes, yes. What was that about? He was moving to Los Angeles, and he asked me to drive with him. You know, to be his his co-driver or whatever. It was amazing. I couldn't believe he asked me. I was like, now I can just die. Yeah. I, die. I mean that that's. Well, that's so wild. Right. What? That's so wild. That I mean, you know, that like an adult. I mean, that, that he yeah. would, you know, hey, Mom, do you want to come with me? And, and, and kudos to you for oh, doing it. Yeah, it was so fun. I'll never regret, you know, carving out that time. It was such a gift. I felt honored to be asked, honestly. Kira, who is the adorable baby photo of on your Twitter profile? That's me. That is Aww. you. <laughs> That's me. Oh, that's me with my hair, my fro of curls. Yeah, 
<laughs> Never change that. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. I have to ask you. You have. I understand that the the dog on the show is an adorable dog. Is gets gets a, uh, a a fair amount of fan mail and attention. Uh, is is it good working with animals on the show? Because oh, I love animals. My wife and I are big animal charity people. I know you you're you're into animals as well. But uh, it, it can it be a nightmare? Is this dog? Uh, is this a Hollywood dog or is this dog a cool dog? You know, they say, you know, what is the W.C. Fields yeah. that never worked with kids or do- or animals because yeah. they steal every scene they're in? Well, we can say that about um, Orbit, who is this dog. But this is a really sweet dog, actually, and really, a, like, the best acting dog I've ever worked with. So when we can afford to bring him on the show, <laughs> too. But he's expensive. I'm not uh, going to uh, lie. Is he, is, he, is he method, or what is, what is he? Uh, what is yeah, his... <laughs> little method actually um you know he's not one of those dogs who doesn't like who doesn't like the owners of the, the trainers let you love this dog usually yeah. they don't let you love this dog between takes and that's what i like about it because this dog like actually wants to interact which is very sweet that's cool uh kira i wanted to uh ask a, a personal question real quick you know i'd mentioned at the top that uh, kevin's been on the show many many times him and michael both the bacon yeah. brothers you know when they come through town they stop by here and everything so you know i follow kevin on uh Social media, one time he posted a uh, uh, Twitter posting, he was wearing an MMR t-shirt, we yeah. really thought that was really cool, and then I saw one where for you, he wanted to make you breakfast, and uh-huh. you apparently don't like your bananas uh, browned if they've been cut or something along those lines, uh-huh. and he went to the great length of using thread and needle to <laughs> stitch through a banana what? so that he could wait until you're ready and just pull it once and it sliced it up and did it. was he just doing that for the for us or does he really do that for you well i just want to say that i have trained him very well yes it's clear <laughs> it's quite clear you, um but that is that was one just for the camera okay all right i'm like look, look i love the guy but dude stop it already you know, <laughs> well, listen. This is this is. You guys are fun and fun to uh, and totally. fun to watch as a couple. Uh, I wanted to also uh, compliment uh, you, Kira. I I loved you as uh, as Chief Wunsch on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, your your character is, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it for people my binge, but it was a great uh, character. And also, you, you got to direct a few episodes, at least one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, correct? Yeah, I, only, I just directed one, and it was so fantastic. I got to... We hired J.K. Simmons as the guest star of the episode, and he was hilarious, and it was so fun for me to direct him um, after, you know, working opposite him in, in uh, The Closer for, you know, eight years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun to direct the show after having been on it, and I knew the show, and I knew the cadence of the show, and I knew the vibe of the show, so it was really, really fun. I mean, your, your, your dynamic with Andre Brower, who we've said since the show began, who knew he was so... Funny, such yeah. a great comedic actor. But your rivalry with him, some of the highlights of that show. Oh, thank you so much. It really was. It was a highlight for me. It was definitely a career highlight to work with him and to do that show. There's such that writing is so singular and so good. Well, and just to touch on your family again, your daughter is in Mayor of Easttown, which is the Kate Winslet show that was filmed here yeah. in Philadelphia, and everyone's yeah. so excited about it. It's very Delco, as we call it. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. Well, let me just tell you that she worked on that accent so hard. (laughs) I don't want to make my Philly family, you know, I want to make them proud, and she really does. Well, Kate Winslet called it the most difficult, one of the most difficult uh, accents she's ever had to master before, so. It's not easy. It's not easy. Philly is 
not an easy accent. Um, yeah. No, very, no. It is singular also. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing her in it. It's, uh, it's it's highly anticipated, which is cool. So, all right, Kira, cool. we'll send people in the direction of Call Your Mother Wednesdays at 930 on ABC, and you can stream them next day on ABC and on Hulu as well. So thanks for checking in. Continued success. Thanks so much, you guys. Anytime. Kira said, hey, guys. Your awesome. mother, she's great. She so was. Mother. I mean, the, the Brooklyn Nine Nine stuff. I uh, that's a show you need to binge at some point. But she is just this this nemesis. This this to Andre Brower's character, and it's yeah. like, oh, it was um, really difficult for me to remain uh, out of that interview because uh, phenomenon uh, with John Travolta. Oh, yeah, I, know I love her from that movie. Yeah, and and so. Uh, I didn't want to like creep her out because <laughs> Jesus, how it was that twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that movie I just absolutely loved. Would and you have creeped her out by telling her how hot she was in that movie? Or she was just well. So I'm touching it right now. I have touched it. No, uh, I wouldn't even. So I would say cute is is probably yeah, she's more adorable. Yeah. Well, yeah. then take her in singles too. She's just she's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I, I'm a massive fan of the movie Singles and and her care. So her and uh, uh, Scott. Uh, Campbell, right? Yeah, is the uh, they're the 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 main focus love interest in that, uh, and uh, she's she's great. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we need to share some bizarre file stories, so we're going to do that very thing right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right. Let us begin with a series of stories. We'll begin with one that touches on. The lengths of technology and where it goes to. Police in Southern California are investigating whether a suspected drug dealer was using a drone to deliver heroin to customers. Of course. Why wouldn't they? John Piani was arrested on Friday as narcotics detectives were investigating possible heroin and methamphetamine sales in the city. At the time of the arrest, Piani was operating a drone, police said. When detectives recovered the remote-controlled aerial device, they found suspected heroin attached to it. That's great. Police Could you come outside, please? Your heroin drone has arrived. Uh, police continued to investigate the drone's usage, and it uh, wasn't known whether Piani has an attorney or not. He could face charges, including felony possession, possessing drugs for sale. So if they get high-tech like Amazon, will they take a picture of where they drop the heroin off yeah. at your house? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Prove? I would, yeah. Dude, we left it. Uh, After transporting a Florida woman to jail following her arrest on DUI charges at a McDonald's drive-thru, cops discovered that she had an eight-pack of vodka stuffed in her bra. Wow, what? Yeah, they were the the small bottles. Oh, Uh, Responding to a 911 call, but eight, that's still a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Responding to a 911 call about a drunk female that was driving all over the drive-thru, police Monday found Brandy Stanley behind the wheel of a Pontiac SUV idling outside of McDonald's. I can't wait to try that new chicken sandwich. Uh, Stanley, who had been eating in the vehicle, smelled of alcohol, had glassy eyes, and her face was flushed. (laughs) Additionally... Additionally, when Stanley exited her car at the cop's request, she swayed from side to side. Come on, do the locomotion. After refusing uh, to perform field sobriety tests, Stanley was handcuffed and placed in the rear of a police car. En route to jail, Stanley reportedly uttered, just take me home, let's forget this. Yeah. And I'm so stupid, I should know better. Upon arriving at the county lockup, Stanley continued to yell and scream at cops, resulting in several deputies assisting to... 
uh, removed the defendant from the vehicle. It was only after Stanley was extra- extracted from the cruiser that police located an eight-pack of deep Eddie vodka under her bra. I know you were wondering why I had 16 nipples. One <laughs> bottle was missing from the pack. While court filings do not indicate the size of the individual vodka bottles, physics dictates that they were the 50-milliliter nips, uh, the shot size serving associated with airplane imbibing. Uh, Stanley was charged with a pair of misdemeanor DUI count. Didn't we do a contest one time where we had to, um, um, yeah. uh, h- how much could you hold in your in your bra or your yeah. cleavage or whatever? Uh, it was astonishing yeah, what we, could be, yeah. And it was McDonald's as well. I believe we had, like, Big Macs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah wasn't it um, Blacklist and Kim that won? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The mobile home. (laughs) A worker has been taken to the hospital with severe injuries after his arm got caught in a machine at a pasta factory. Oh, I hear. I know you and I share the same uh, fear of large factory machines, Preston. Yes. And this is stories like this help solidify that. Yeah, these industrial accidents freak me out. Police, fire crews, and environmental officials were called to Carla's Pasta at around 3.30 a.m. You after, can taste the arms. After a worker there got his arm up to the elbow, stuck on a roll in a rolling machine, and it took authorities <sighs> two and a half hours to free him. Oh. Carlos Pasta is a family-owned business and makes filled frozen pastas. Uh, it rotated apparently around his arm, rotated around kind of a spin device inside the machine that's used God. to make pasta. He said uh, the police uh, fire chief said it took us about three hours to work to get him out. Pasta so good, you're going to want to rip your arm off. Uh, Mutual aid was requested from other local fire departments in order to assist in freeing the employee from the machine. And the whole time the man was alert and talking to authorities. Uh, The chief said he was actually speaking to us the whole time. And he was uh, very helpful a few times. Ow. Trying to remove him and get get him unstuck. Jeez. He was able to tell what was stuck, how his arm was stuck, and what we could possibly do to get him out of there. The victim was uh, extricated from the machine just after several hours of being trapped, taken to a hospital via a helicopter with severe injuries. Uh, They were careful about the removing process. They didn't want to cause even more damage, and they exhausted all of their own cutting devices. Nothing would work. Uh, The chief said it was a food-grade stainless steel device, so it was very difficult to cut. They ended up having to get a local business that came by with uh, tools that were able to assist in the fire department. Uh, Once a man was removed, they administered first aid to him. He was flown to the hospital, had significant injuries to his right arm, right forearm, some facial injuries, and some upper chest injuries. Wow. You remember the uh, the cake boss accident where he got his hand stuck in a ball return at a uh, a bowling alley in his own house? That's right. All right, and then one last story, and we will end it with this one. Uh, Along with drunken collegians rampaging across Florida this weekend, a couple in their 40s allegedly engaged in an illicit spring break encounter that ended up with their arrests for lewd behavior in public. Grant Mulder and Lauren Baugh were spotted Saturday afternoon trysting in Largo Central Park. Now, Couple say uh, the couple cops say were spotted near a veterans memorial inside the 70 acre park. A Largo Police Department officer witnessed Baugh, quote, lying on her back with her legs spread apart and her vulva exposed as her boyfriend and co defendant performed on her, meaning orally. Okay. Uh, Mulder and Baugh, the patrolman reported, were <laughs> visible yeah. to park patrons as well as pedestrians and motorists passing by 
a highly trafficked roadway. What are you looking at? <laughs> Adjacent to the park, the affidavit uh, the affidavit states that there was an indication of alcohol influence. Wow, this regard, one's big. With regard to both defendants, Mulder, who is known as Buddha, and Ba were arrested and booked into the county lockup on misdemeanor counts. Mulder was charged with lewd and lascivious behavior. Ba was facing an exposure of sexual organs rap. Ba has previously been convicted on burglary, theft, trespassing, and possession of an open container. Mulder has an extensive rap sheet that includes convictions of aggravated assault, grand theft, battery, disorderly intoxication, marijuana possession, burglary, and multiple DUI counts. Mulder has served four separate state prison terms. Sure, there's all that, but Preston... They still have the passion. And they have They love. still have the love. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. When we return, we got stuff to give away. See if you've been paying attention with the lesson question. Trash and music news as well. So don't stray away because we'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're going to give away, as a lesson question prize, a pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX, plus a free monster concession setup, and that's up to 20 bucks uh, per person. And the question that we will go with today is from our 7 o'clock hour, Chris Jenner. And Chrissy Teigen's new line of plant-powered home cleaning and self-care products include hand cream, hand soap, hand sanitizer, and what else? Two one five two six three WMMR. All right. So the uh, the new line from Chris Jenner and Chrissy Teigen's include Teigen includes uh, hand cream, hand soap, hand sanitizer, and what else? Let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you give us a call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Sponsored by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Fast and Furious 9 will be a family affair as Vin Diesel's actual 10-year-old son, Vincent, portrays young Dom in a flashback. In that flashback, young Dom is seen swinging, swinging from a juice box, driving a hot-wired big wheel with a loose 8-year-old on his lap. <laughs> Bella Thorne. Announcing her engagement. Never thought this would happen. Her engagement to singer Benjamin Muscolo. Thorne says that Muscolo checked all the boxes and that he has to tattoo and smokes pot. Oh, okay. <laughs> and finally, Ellen yesterday <laughs> Ellen yesterday asked Steve Harvey how he feels about his daughter Lori dating the sexiest man alive, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Harvey responded by uttering two words in Latin, which caused his mustache to leap off of his face and punch Ellen's vagina. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. Okay, so we'll see if we can get a winner. And we're looking for the answer to this question. Uh, Chris Jenner and Chris Teigen's new line of plant-powered home cleaning and self-care products include hand cream, hand soap, hand sanitizer, and what else we are going to go to Tim. Hey, Tim. How we doing today? Good, buddy. All right, so... Hand cream, hand soap, hand sanitizer, and? Hand job. You got it, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Tim. For you, my friend, a pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX, plus free monster concessions. It's up to $20 per person. Legends collide in this long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. 
in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max March 31st, and it is rated PG-13. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's Month of Giving, benefiting Alex's Lemonade. You can donate through the app or in-store Jersey Mike's be a sub above. So the members of Corn, Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine, Metallica, Faith No More, 311, Kiss, Ghost, Fever 333, and Bon Jovi are among the rockers donating items to the Roadie Relief Organization's fundraiser auction to provide help for the live crew workers in need due to the pandemic. Uh, the auction is currently underway at 32auctions.com. It'll run through April 14th. So, items up for grabs include a Kiss Tommy Thayer signed Epiphone Les Paul guitar, a Phil X Gibson Les Paul Jr., a Piano Black Taylor Hawkins Gretsch drum kit used at Wembley Stadium along well, with Foo Fighters laminate. Yeah, that's cool. I'd like to get that. Uh, a signed Hagstrom Phantom guitar from Ghost Papa Emeritus IV. Five different Faith No More bundles that include signed posters, guitar picks, and an after-show pass, 311 signed posters, and 30-minute Zoom chat with Peanut as well, a Ray Luzier signed corn snare drum, and some other items. Donations may also be made to the Roadie Relief Organization via their GoFundMe campaign. You left off the Richard Marks home taffy maker. Oh! Yeah. Well, they might be saving that <laughs> to reveal later I mean, that's on pretty a cool surprise too. item. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold's 2003 album, Walking the Fallen, was officially certified platinum by the RIAA for sales in excess of a million copies. Yeah. Uh, the band's sophomore effort hit the milestone on March 17th, same day of the uh, that the LP's lead single, Unholy Confessions, was certified gold for selling half a million units. Uh, it's reported that the only other Avenged Sevenfold album to achieve platinum status in the U.S. was the band's 2005 City of Evil. And then just one more story, and that's it. Uh, Mastodon are currently mixing their eighth studio album. In an interview with Talking Metal podcast, guitarist Bill Killer said that the LP is stated for a fall release. Uh, or is it maybe Kelleher? I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Uh, Kelleher said that the LP is the band's biggest sounding album to date. I uh, explained that Tool producer Dave Bottrell is currently mixing and remotely uh, mixing remotely and sending the files to Mastodon for feedback via Dropbox. He said Dave will mix a song every couple of days, send it over to uh, in a Dropbox, and then we all listen to it. And I go listen to it in the car, I listen to it in my studio, I listen to it in all kinds of different speakers to make sure that all the things and little details that I want to hear are there. The word is they're going really heavy on the slide whistle. Oh, yeah, they really changed the sound. He continued saying, and we just kind of give him pointers and notes, like, hey, the snare needs a little more treble in this part, or I want to hear the kick drum more right there. Turn down the vocals in this chorus. He gets the notes, and then he turns it an hour, around an hour later. So that's how they're working, via Dropbox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear. Center the whole sound is a concept around the slide whistle. Mm, didn't know that. Uh, so there you go. That's it. That's all I have in music news. That's all you need, man. For now. We're going to take a break. When we return, we'll get you ready with the letter of the day for the word of the week. And uh, we'll see what Pierre's got going on this beautiful Tuesday. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can.
We're coming to the end of the program for the day. And a couple of thank yous to do. I would like to thank uh, the lovely Miss Kira Sedgwick yeah. for appearing on our program today. She is promoting a show called Call Your Mother, which is uh, Wednesdays, 930 on 6 ABC. And then the streams on Hulu after that. Um, and you know what? You know who else I want to thank? And I got an email from her. Uh, we had a discussion about uh, people that are celebrating a bit too much for <laughs> holidays that don't really call for big gifts and celebrations yeah. and things like that. And we played this uh, audio of a woman who uh, takes a fictional woman named Kathy and ends up saying this. Kathy, you <laughs> bitch. Damn it. Um, her name is Shannon Graves, and or it's Graver Graves. And she lives in, uh, where did I say? Langhorn. Langhorn. Yeah. She's from Bucks County. I had no idea. So the person that sent me that link um, yeah. was not even from the area. She just happened to come across it on TikTok, sent it to me because, one, that's exactly who I am. And they use my name. And I don't have very many clips with my name in it. Uh, and there. And then she ends up being local and from Bucks County. I love yeah. it. She, yeah, she, has- she got an email and she said, uh, she said hey, I woke up to... A barrage of messages that I was on your radio show this morning uh, about the leprechaun and the elf on the shelf, Bull S. Glad you guys are with me and not against me. Jesus, that would have sucked. I'm local in Langhorn. Thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, wish I got to hear it, Shannon. So uh, thank you, Shannon. It was fun. Yeah. The titles on her TikTok video are uh, How You Guys Doing on Making Mar- Marinara. <laughs> and uh, I Didn't Get Murdery Today. How was your day? Okay. Nice. So uh, she Snarky seems like TikTok. yeah, she has fun on uh, online. She's got one hundred and thirty-four thousand followers on TikTok, which is cool. So Shannon, thanks for checking in. We appreciate it, and thank you to Marissa Magnata. Yeah, yeah. sitting in for Nick Macklesquirts uh, oh, this morning. He's, he's not feeling good, so uh, we're calling him Nick Macklesquirts. So uh, thank you, Marissa. And uh, it's Tuesday. That means we have to give away a tattoo for Tattoos Day. So I would like to say congratulations to Ryan McQuiston. Yeah. Who's from West Grove, Pennsylvania. Ryan, you're getting set up by one of the best. Bob Dodge, our good friend, and his new runic tattoo shop. You can get tattooed in his all-new private studio. Uh, and it's located in Newtown Square, Delaware County. You can see Bob's work at Runic Tattoo, which is R-U-N-I-C-T-A-T-T-O-O, or at Bob Dodge on Instagram and Facebook. So congratulations. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. I'd like to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today. Oh, wait. We haven't done the letter of the day. What's happening? The Daily Letter. All right. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... H, as in, how you doing? All right, and we have $500, part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve Show. So for another shot at 500 bucks, you can click contest at WMMR.com to enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed, who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Now I can thank the sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Steakums, a delicious, thinly sliced meat brand. And by LASIK Experts. Book your free LASIK consultation today at LASIKExperts.com. 
Uh, tomorrow is a Wednesday, so we'll go live on Fox Good Day, and we will also have a secret text word, your chance to win, and we'll have a few other things going on, too, between now and then, I am sure. That is it. We are done. Ray John, and have a great, beautiful day today. We'll yeah. see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, this is Carly from Lunchbox Flex. We're located on Route 73 in Marlton Crossing Shopping Center. We are a new waxing salon that caters to everybody. Our waxologists are licensed estheticians and cosmetologists. We want our guests to walk in feeling their best and walk out feeling their best as well. If you come in and mention Preston and Steve, we'll give you 10% off. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at Lunchbox Flex Marlton. Thank you so much. Next message. The Golf Cart Guy is a family-owned business in Medford, New Jersey. He does the golf cart work. Linda does the paperwork. Jack does the computer work. Abby does the commercials, apparently. Have you ever thought that it would be fun to own a golf cart? Well, it is. Give us a call for all of your golf cart needs, parts, sales, and service. We look forward to hearing from you. 609-953-0346 or at thegolfcartguy.net. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.